podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean, and joining me today is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you doing? Well, I'm kind of jet lagged. I was I had to travel to Madison, Wisconsin last week. I'm going to San Francisco this week. So, man, uh, business is good. Just keep it coming. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Sean Hill. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm uh, going to get out in this uh, the sun today and this, or this afternoon and go out to the lake and uh, just, just chill out and reflect and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm doing good. All right. All right. Also joining me is Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? I can't call it, man. I had a good week, and I'm going to finish strong. All right. So today, we're going to talk about a few things, but we got to get into some movie stuff first. So our movie review of the week is a new movie for a very long-running franchise. That franchise would be the Alien franchise. So we are going to talk about Alien Covenant, and I'm going to tell you right off the gate, there will be spoilers. So... You've just been forewarned, forewarned warned right now. If you don't want to hear about the spoilers, uh, I'll try and put the time code in the show notes where you can skip ahead. I will make a point to do that. But we're going to talk about this movie, and there will be some spoilers. So without further ado, let me just get into what we thought about it. Uh, let's start with Q Storm. Q, what did you think of Alien Covenant? Uh, in general? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, the first 40 minutes of this movie, I, I was fighting falling asleep. It was boring, slow. It was all set up. And the, the sad thing about it was nothing we haven't seen before. The second part of this movie was nothing we'd never seen before. We hadn't seen before. And it was, it was just the whole thing of the second half of this movie... I just felt the wheels grinding to link this movie to the alien from 1979. My big thing is, why do we always have to have answers for everything? This movie made such a... It bent over backwards to try to give us answers to some things that I was fine not knowing the answers to. It was just... I felt like this is Ridley Scott's midi-chlorian moment. Uh, there's nothing new here. All of it feels like a contractual obligation. And really, Scott even said, oh, I can make six more prequels if I needed to. I mean, I don't know if his mortgage payment is is, is past due, but this movie just struck me as a paycheck movie. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Fassbender was a standout. I would give him that. The rest of the characters, I feel about the rest of the characters the way you felt about uh, the Rogue One characters. They were just there for fodder. There's one character, her, I forget the character's name, who is a, is a Ripley, uh, kind of a Ripley wannabe, and she's sorely lacking in that res- regard. But I would say save your money, wait for this to come on HBO. There's, uh, you have If you've seen any of the Alien movies... I would say the same thing about Terminator at this point. They need to stop making them. If you've seen any of the Alien movies, you've seen this movie. If anything, this movie will ruin what your imagination could probably do so much of a better job at. So just save your money on this one. 
that's my short review. All right, Mr. Sean Hill. Wow, I actually am in a hundred percent agreement with Q Storm there. Uh, everything that he said is basically what I would say uh, about this. Now, I was very hyped about seeing this movie because you know it's aliens, really Scott returning again, and 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 that sort of thing. And I actually went back and I watched Prometheus again that morning before I went and saw this, just so that movie was kind of fresh in my mind. And and actually, I enjoyed Prometheus more than I did this film, which is kind of surprising. Just given that it's 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 alien, uh, but yeah, this is a carbon copy of the 1979 classic. I mean, I would say just it 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 has no place in the franchise. I mean, there's no nothing really here uh, other than the the David thing that the the David thing to differentiate itself from the other movies. Um, well, I haven't seen Alien three in God knows how long, and there's a there's a like a cut that's 40 minutes longer that i need to check out at some point but i just i just haven't had the the desire to go back and see that one so but but yeah i you know i sat there and i was waiting waiting for something not something to happen but something different to happen i don't i don't know what i expected because i you know i'm not a screenwriter but you know anything would have been better than this movie i mean they tried to change it up a little bit give us a twist at the end but even that was kind of ho-hum and yeah i i totally agree just skip this one skip it all together and just just stick with alien and you'll be the you'll be good to go the first two classics this one nowhere near as good as as uh 79 version hey mike right. can i just, no, can no, I just no, add two nope just, let me get through all the reviews first and we'll come back around all right uh so alien covenant uh saw this actually saw last night uh I wasn't too hyped to see it, though I am a fan of the franchise, at least the first two movies. Uh, and I actually liked, uh, what was it, Alien Resurrection? I thought that was a fun movie. Uh, and then, of what? course, yeah, I didn't study. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> when you get to uh, uh, Alien versus Predator, it's, you know, it's, out. it's on some other shit. But uh, and, and I liked Prometheus. Uh, I was actually one of the people who really liked that. I thought it just was a great sci-fi movie to me. It, it, it asks questions. It doesn't answer them. But uh, I love the world of it. It, it, looked, it looked fantastic. I'll give it that. So this one, I was curious to see what they were going to do. Because I know with the Prometheus, it seemed like there was some backlash. Where people wanted to see more of the alien stuff. And so it looks like, to me, I look at this movie as I can see how they wanted to make a sequel to Prometheus, but then they was like, well, the people want the aliens, so we got to throw that more in there and try to like, you know, sort of almost retcon and go back and, you know, it's kind of like some of the stuff I see with Star Wars, you know, like they're trying to go back and tie everything in. And this movie is doing that heavy, like trying to tie different stuff in. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily necessary to do that, but I will say this. I think this movie is two movies. The first half of it, to me, is the sequel to Prometheus. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I uh, see what, you know, I'm seeing some of the symbolism from the, the, the first one, and I, I can see in the background, like, how they're trying to continue the story a little bit. But the alien monster movie is pushing its way through heavy like you know they're gonna try and they're giving uh, no one mentioned this movie is uh, tremendously gory like it was like over the it was crazy i was like this shit is sick man like it was a lot of blood and 
I was like, whoa. Uh, so I was kind of thrown back to that. And I don't remember if the other movies were this gory before. But I was like, okay. The second one was. Second one, Aliens? Yeah. Yeah, All Aliens, right. yeah. All right, yeah. It was a lot of blood in this. And I've seen it in one of these theaters where, you know, it's like you pay extra and the the music, you know, the sound is cranked all the way so your chest is pumping. So I will give the movie this much. The jump scares in there, if you see it in the right theater, they had me jumping out of my seat. Now I'm a grown ass man. I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I know what they're gonna do, but it was so loud and I was just like, ah! I was like, God damn it. So, so they had me on a lot of that shit. And I tip my hat to really Scott, like I think he should just make a full-on horror movie at some point. Like, just go genre-specific horror. Because uh, I think he has a knack for that. Uh, this movie, though. What did I actually think about this movie? Uh, I have to give it to you this way and put it in context. Now, I'm a sci-fi guy. Right? I, I love science fiction. Uh, I have a book out on science fiction. Uh, so, I'm all immersed into this type of shit. So, on one hand, this movie was actually really dope to me on a sci-fi level. Because I love the whole premise of, you know, uh, the Genesis type of ship. You know, it's the ship where, you know, they're colonizing and they're going to take this ship and you got to travel, you know, across the stars and get to this place and start a new civilization. We, we see this trope in a lot of sci- sci-fi. Actually, I think uh, Passengers, one of the more recent ones. Um, but there's tons of books on this type of subject. So on one hand, I was like, this is cool. You know, I know exactly where this is going. And then the other hand, I know this has got aliens. So I'm like, okay. It's got to go down that way. So I find that part of it, that, that whole ship stuff, was dope. The android aspect of the movie. Michael F- Fassbender, if I'm saying his name right? Yes. He did his thing in this movie. I thought he was dope as the... He plays sort of the same character from the previous, but there's a twist where there's another one version of him. And I think that's, to me, that's a brilliant story. They just don't really like go heavy into it and maybe if it was going to be that Prometheus movie, they would have, you know, viewers be damned. But I actually like that kind of shit. I was like, this is asking some cool questions. Um, because to me, the beginning of the movie, I thought it was actually pretty interesting. Uh, you see the guy who created the, the robot. And I could see like they, you know, you can see it sort of setting the stage of possibly why the robot may think that he is better than humanity. And I love there's a part in the very beginning, you know, where he sort of asked this creator, like, well, if you created me, who created you? And he's like, well, that's the question we're going to kind of answer. And there's a part that I thought was so cold-blooded. I can't remember what the android was asking the dude, but the dude sunned him on some shit where he just sat. You could tell he was frustrated. He's like, well, fuck you. Bring me my tea, nigga. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I see. He's he trying to make him like so insignificant that nigga, you still a servant to me. Serve me my fucking tea. I don't care that you can play this music and you're advanced. You're a slave to me. And I thought that was real slick because I can see in his face how he was doing and he was like, agitated to the robot. And the robot, I can see that was like the first inkling where he's like, ah, oh, you, you humans ain't shit. Uh, the first opportunity I get, nigga, I'm going to get you niggas. So I was like, okay. That's interesting. I, I, I'm digging that. So I love that kind of shit. And then, you know, it jumps. It has to dump, jump into the alien mythos of the setup where you have the crew and you have all these different types of people. And, 
you know, this guy is this way, this guy is this way. And I think the movie sort of drops a ball on that. You don't really identify with any of these crew members. Uh, they don't get any type of real setup to me. And I don't really care. Like, I know they're going to die. Um, and like Q said, that one girl, sort of like the Ribley character or whatever. She, she, I don't know why they picked her. She has no charisma, screen presence or anything. I was just like, why? Like, I is she doing a producer or something? I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> no, I just did. It didn't. She has no. I don't see her as a leading role person. It just. I, I was baffled. But uh, and then you know, for for us, and I'm speaking for you know, tribal black people, you're gonna see they got your boy from Empire up in this, right, uh, Jamal. And I was like, okay, you know, trying to do his thing on some sci-fi. And you know, yep. it's so funny to me. I'm I'm spoiling this. There's a scene later in the movie. Where he got a shower scene about to uh, you know smash down a girl, I didn't believe it because I'm so identifying him with Empire. That's my fault. I was like, eh, go and get that. And and I see the alien come up. They're real funny, slick. How the imagery, the alien monster is in the ship at this time while he's in the shower with the girl, and they have the alien behind him, so the alien's tail kind of comes up like a dick. Up in the shower. I was like, ah, y'all, y'all funny. I see what y'all do. Conspiracy brothers, I see how they do. Here's the big long. It was almost, it reminded me of Legend, all my anime fans, Legend of Overfiend, uh, tentacle porn, if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. But here, here's the thing quickly, I did enjoy this movie. It's not a great movie, and it's not a bad movie to me. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie that came out this weekend, and it's the best thing to go see. And for me, it's a sci-fi movie, so I got to go see it anyway. And it's Aliens, which I love the franchise to some degree. And I thought that it was an entertaining movie in terms of uh, it's essentially a horror movie because they do a lot of dumb shit. Like, don't fucking do that. You're going to go. And it's like you already know what's about to happen. It's like, ah, you mother. Don't don't step on this. And you go in there. That's the aliens going to be up in there. You know, there's a whole great scene where. The, the android dude tells one of the lead characters to look into the little, you know, thing where the face hugger come jumping out. Now, the character, he don't know what the hell it is, but we know what it is. So I'm like, nigga, don't, don't do it, man. And then the robot's like, oh, yeah, just go on and look up in there. He ain't going to bother you. I'm like, shit, shit. But I'm, but I'm at the edge of my seat, though, when it's happening. Cause I'm like, ah, this shit is going, I know it's going to be real loud. And they're going to jump up. And these little bastards are vicious in this movie and I, I give them credit on that i thought that you know they was some vicious mom they was tearing people up man there's uh i know i'm going along but the parts where they come out your chest and stuff that shit was crazy because they was coming out quick like dude got the little spore in his body and he's like you okay <laughs> shit let me sit down no, you okay? And then this shit just ripped out his chest. It was so violent and blood. I was like, this shit is crazy. Because it, it, it was one of them movies where, uh, maybe it's because I'm older. That's hard for me. I'd be like, ah, this shit is a little too tense, man. Like, this shit is crazy. I'm, it's too much apprehension. I'm too apprehensive of the shit's about to pop off. And, and it's like in a chase situation. And you got to run back to this. So I was like, ah. Come on now, god damn it. So, as you can hear from me, I enjoyed the movie. Uh 
I saw everything that was about to happen. I, I could tell what was about to happen. There's a little twist. I already knew. I was like, yeah, that's that month. That's going to be the other robot. You know, I already know how it's going to happen. But I was still, I still, I still kind of cheered for the robot at the end. I was like, yeah, get them motherfuckers. And he, I was like, yeah, he going to win. I was like, okay, cool. So I enjoyed the movie. It's, again, if you're looking for some grand classic, you came to the wrong theater. But if it's just, a, you know, it's the week, it's the movie of the week. Uh, it was enjoyable sci-fi action. So I, I dig it. Uh, check it out if you're a fan of the genre. If not, you can wait for it. Um, so with that, I'm going to double go back to uh, Q. You were going to bring up something. Well, you this I wasn't going to bring this up, uh, but you kind of spoiled it, I think. The ending, did you, I think it you spoiled matter. it. I said spoiler. Oh, okay. And it doesn't uh, matter. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I... When when I saw that ridiculous fight scene, it's like something out of Jason Bourne between the two. Oh, the robots! Mi- <laughs> yeah, between the two, Michael Fassbender. I'm like, they was getting it what in. Kind of, what movie is this now? But uh, I, I was thinking that yeah, they're gonna be there's gonna be some situation where the the bad <clears throat> the bad synthetic is gonna be posing as the good synthetic. Mm-hmm. But they but they cheat and they make it at least from what I saw, they make it clear that the the good synthetic. Like one, I mean, in the dialogue, it was clear. I was like, okay, well, they're not doing that because they cheated, and they made it so that the, I can't remember exactly why I thought that way. But the other thing, one of this thing was like on some Watchmen shit because they kept talking about Ozymandias and uh, <laughs> the da- the the David synthetic was on his Ozymandias, the superhero from Watchmen. It's like this is stuff we've already explored, people, and um. What was interesting is that the thing that you brought up about how David thinks that, you know, humans ain't shit and we, you know, I, my kind is is destined to rule. We are God. We are the God. But then they make a point of showing that scene where um, the two things where he gets his hand ripped off when he's fighting the Neo, they call him the Neomorph, the, 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 Neo, the, the alien that was kind of on his way to becoming the end alien, that was the white one. And I'm thinking, who's going to put your hand on, motherfucker? <laughs> Not you. And then when um, mm-hmm. there's a scene where the, the wannabe Ripley comes in and David's trying to uh, is trying to staple his face and he can't do it. And so she has to take the tool and say, let me do that for you. Right. And I'm like, that's kind of slapping you in the face of your premise, isn't it? That you are better than we are. No, you're not. Well, I think he's playing the role so she doesn't know that he's actually the other guy. So that's the well, thing. He's, he's, it's, the other guy could have done it without her help. Say it again. I'm, I guess what I'm saying is no matter which guy he was, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that without a human's help. Well, does, I, don't, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't think the other, the I guess the good Walter, I don't know if that's his name. He don't, I don't think he had the same feelings about humanity as the bad guy did. I don't, I don't think he ever displayed where he didn't need human's help. No, but the, it was the bad guy that was injured, right? It was right, David. but he was posing as the good guy, so that's why he's allowing her to do that because he doesn't want to blow his cover. So somehow he ripped his own hand <laughs> off, if, if I'm understanding it properly, which I was... Again, they cheat because they... Well, I don't say it's a cheat. They just cut that. I knew when they cut the scene and you don't actually see the outcome of the fight, I knew it was some foggy. No, like, okay. but... No, but I'm saying is if Dave if if David was the one whose face was ripped, and he feels like he's better than any human beings, and he knows that he didn't 
have that interaction with Ripley wannabe, why would he solicit her help? He wouldn't have to keep a cover with her. Uh, I didn't see it that way. I, I saw him trying to hold his hold his cover and just doing. Again, the question would be, how does he know to do that? Maybe he doesn't. He just maybe he's thinking this is they think that I'm subservient to them. The only thing that to me jumps out at the end, but that's the reveal is when she asks him about that uh, cabin thing, which is kind of corny. But I was like, oh, OK. But. Well, that's when the movie got interesting. I mean. Okay, I, I wanted to see, the more interesting story for me was to see how is this one synthetic going to uh, subjugate 2,000 colonists? That's the story I really would, would like to see. Well, no, I, so, I, yeah, I think, as I said, to me, there's a lot of great themes. And I, personally, I, I would say, man, since they don't have, you know, who gives a fuck? I was, they need to cross this nigga over with, like, Marvel Comics. Like, let him be the bad guy, because I thought the whole scene where he comes, the spaceship descends down on those uh creators planet or whatever i thought that shit was pretty right. crazy i was like that shit is crazy i mean that, that's that's basically the prometheus 2 part but i was like this shit is crazy this dude is evil as fuck like he just unleashes the whole spore on this whole population of people and wipes them out i, I thought he was a great character but again i knew i i thought he was gonna kill the good guy way earlier in the movie when he was first playing the flute i thought he was gonna ram it down his throat or something the way he was holding it i was like i was just waiting i was waiting for him to like jab him or something um but like i said i i I enjoyed the movie you know can i ask ask sean ask you and sean but most mainly sean it does it bother you at all just like the midi-chlorian reveal and start in phantom menace that they made this this whole movie was such an effort to show us how the xenomorphs come to be and me personally as a as a semi kind of a fan of the alien franchise and i'm right i'm putting together a review for um my for youtube why can't the aliens just be alien motherfuckers who want to kill people yeah, i agree they, why can't uh, they just be from another planet i don't need the well, I don't need to create a two-hour movie I, to tell me. I agree with you, but I would I, again. I, as if, my thing is, if you can if you can accept Rogue One to do the same thing, I don't understand why they're both doing the same exact thing. They're, no, they're not. How are they doing? Well, the same they don't, you don't need to know how they got the plans. What? <laughs> you don't need to know how you don't need to know how the plans. They just told you they got. You don't need to make a know, whole movie you know, about the, that. The, the Those is, characters don't add anything to the to the to the saga. Really, they, they don't care. Thing, they, they die. It's it's just like it's just like any other movie or franchise that reaches this level where they're what uh, five or six movies deep now. They have to build upon it. Now I'm not I'm definitely not excusing it. I don't I don't like it either. But you know you 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 have to come up with content for the film, and so I guess explaining the xenomorphs and and whatnot is their way of doing that. But it's a as you said, there, there's no there's no need to. Right, there, there isn't. I agree with you. That's why I said there, there is no need, but there, would, as there would be no need for, like I said, a Rogue One. Again, you can push the the story franchise forward, but you don't have to go back and try and recreate right. a story to tell you to tell us something we already know, which this movie right. does. But like this is a money grab. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. It's like Rogue One. It's the same. If you can the accept that, I don't see why this is any different. The, the, the difference. Uh, this is the difference as I see it. In Star Wars, Episode Four, they tell us a band of rebels stole the plans from the uh, from the Empire. Yeah, and that's all you need to know. And in this movie, we never we we never learn in the first Alien 
how the aliens were created that we would have to go tell that story. We, we just assume they're aliens, that it's something completely out of the human uh, scope of, uh, of existence, an alien. That's all. So there's a total difference. You're talking about uh, uh, in Star Wars, they talk about humans stole the plans. Oh, well, let's explore that story. As opposed to in the first Alien, aliens are killing motherfuckers. It's complete. <laughs> they, no, no, they I, don't, don't I don't say it's a complete difference. That That is a difference. But I mean, it's, it's no, your original point was midichlorians again, which is the same. It's the same Star Wars doing the same thing. They didn't have to tell uh, us that either. But again, the force and aliens are things that humans general humans don't understand at all and, and you should just leave it that way but when you say humans stole the plans that's within human scope so i don't i, I don't understand that. why it matters if it's in human scope that means you can make a movie <laughs> i don't know where you're going because it involves because <laughs> it, it involves something that humans know about people stealing things or, or, so what? Like, but these are science fiction again if you're gonna hold the so the only way you can make a movie is if it's something that humans could do versus not that i, I don't understand well, what you're talking is, about I'm not saying you have to do what I'm saying. I'm just saying this is my opinion. I don't see why. I, I, I see a difference. I'm not saying it has to be done the way I'm saying it. But I see a difference that I would like to explore someone stealing plans to bring down the Death Star versus an alien, which I don't need to know how it was created and that it was created by something that was made by humans after all. I'd rather be staying in the alien okay. realm. You, okay. Uh, okay. You're, you're, you're repeating yourself. Humans. Okay. We got it. You've said that well, before. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, my thing too is that that even the even the the female survivor, which you know, that's getting kind of tiresome. I mean, you, you can yep. mix that up a little bit. To just yep. you know, are you threatening? Guy, are you, you threatening? Know, wow. wow, that's very sexy. <laughs> I was gonna very play sexy. that. Out. I was going Are you threatening me? <laughs> you don't respect women. <laughs> and how does this tie into the queen? How do, how does this storyline tie into the alien queen from Aliens? I, see, I, I started wondering. I wonder if the queen is supposed to be that girl or something. The girl. What girl? Uh, the girl at the end of the month, I have no idea what her name is. Uh, her name's Daniels. Human? The last girl who puts her to sleep. I almost Daniels. wanted to thinking, does she, is he make her the queen? How would he? Well, I, would obviously he? he's doing all these experiments and stuff. But that's kind of what it's I possible. thought. Because it looked like he was trying to do that with the other girl or something. And maybe it didn't work or something. But I was like, I could see where they may try and say like, oh, she becomes the queen Alien on some one of the other movies or something. I, I don't know. It, it's all and bullshit. Can we and James Franco? Boy, I'm so glad he got his early because I would have. Uh, I just don't like that guy. Hey, so look at James captain? Franco. He captain? got a check. Yes. He got a nice check on that. Yeah, I'm sure. He was the captain. He was the one that burned up. What? Co- I had to go to the to the bathroom. So what? What caused the thing to burn up? Why did he burn up? Oh gosh, I don't even remember that. The, well, would, it was because whatever that thing that messed up the plane, it was some solar flares, energy uh-huh, wave right. came from the planet right. or something. Yeah, and that's what it caused it. And he could, they couldn't open his thing in time or something. It wouldn't open yeah. up, so he burned up or something. Oh no, no, I, I, I know that the accident caught was caused by that thing, but why did his, what caused this thing to caught, catch on fire inside? Oh, I don't know the technical like a term. I don't that doesn't sound like a good uh, hibernation pot if, if it could possibly have <laughs> fire. Yeah. I, I don't remember yeah. that. I have no idea. It was interesting. Like I said, I, a lot of it was interesting to me because, again, I'm just into that kind of stuff. But it was like the fact that they had that giant ship, right? And then they could, I was like, okay, they can't ever land that ship because how would you launch that shit? There's no way you could launch a ship like that. But it was interesting right. that they w- they had smaller ships that could come out, 
I mean, in Star Wars, you don't think about it because it's fantasy, but I was like, these motherfuckers have the technology to actually take a ship off of a bigger ship in space and go through the atmosphere, land that motherfucker, and just fly back off, and there's no booster rockets. I, I thought it was kind of interesting. I was like, man, how advanced are they really? Like, And then well, I was like, they did if they... in the first two Alien movies, too? I don't know. I think they did, that, they did that in the original, and they I definitely did it in Aliens, the second one. They well, had yeah, a mother... It's, it's just interesting. Have- it's like, they don't have... They don't have faster than light travel, but they can have, and they can go in and out of orbit, which is would be a major breakthrough if that was in real life. But just little shit like that, that was really cool. The robots, I thought, was really cool. You know, I was wondering if they had a movie where you could just examine what people thought about that shit, like because in the first movie, it seemed like some people would be creeped out about it, but this movie takes place before that, if I'm not mistaken, and they don't yes. bat yes. they don't bat an eye at them. <laughs> it was just like, oh yeah. That's the homie. You know, I, a lot of people are saying it's gory. You said it was gory too, Mike. I don't know. Yeah, I, very I, gory. I've admitted that I am kind of uh, the thing that Trump grabs when it comes to horror movies. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess in, I'm kind of a P when it comes to oh. horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I didn't. I, I guess I'm in a post uh, Walking Dead world. I didn't think this was that gory. I mean, it had a lot of blood, but maybe even I think if my yeah, chance. Goreness have gone down. Yeah, it was funny when I when I was at the screening, the the guy uh, who head up the screening, you know, say, okay, this film's very gory, and you know, we're just going to warn you, and blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, good. And and I'm watching, I'm like, well, this isn't that gory at all. So what is, you know, what's no. he talking about? So it was gory to me. We saw a head. We saw a detached head. We saw that in the first Aliens in '79. We saw chest brushes come out of the chest in the back. You saw that in uh, every in a movie. Oh, I didn't say I we mean, never seen it before. I, I just say it was gory. Uh-huh. All right. I mean, so you know, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say one thing. I, I just think with, with this franchise, and of course, there's going to be, I guess, one more film before we link back up with the 79 version. But, I mean, apart from uh, the, the sequel, they haven't really been very good. And so, I mean... So the stakes are high for for the for the third one. I mean, it, it, like uh, Pupperan, it better kick ass or else. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, it, it would seem as if it's a success this weekend so far. So I don't think they really care how good it is. No, they, they made what they they made two Alien versus Predator movies, didn't they? Yep. Yes, and they were both garbage. Oh, they're garbage, but obviously they were successful. I'm just saying, like, they don't, I think they're beyond like Karen. Critically, out there taken at this point, they would have stopped a long time ago. You know, the one part that I really felt for the character was when my man, I think he was a Hispanic dude, the Hispanic dude, he got his face eaten up. Uh, that, that, actor, he got burned? that actor was putting in work because I felt every, <laughs> I felt every layer of of burn through his skin. <laughs> yeah, he got fucked up. A lot of them got fucked up, man. It's, it's just that then you don't. To me, I looked at those characters and I was like, I could see how they might be interesting because they look like they have somewhat recognizable actors for some of these characters, but it's like they do nothing with them. I was like, there's nothing. Well, you don't know. know, There's nothing about them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my little conspiracy brother hat on. I have to find it because I, you know, I don't, I don't do it very often. But uh, um, Jamal is totally, totally absent from the the press stuff from the press kit and he's not his name never is mentioned in the movie in the uh in the press stuff at all well, i mean they don't mention james would, franco either and he's far better well well that's different <laughs> because it, that's a cameo i mean 
you know, they don't want his name out there. But I mean, he, you know, definitely, you know, is is got a bigger role than that. And I mean, he's but he's the only one that's not mentioned at all. Just just yeah. just interesting. Just thought I'd bring that uh, up. And also, I got to add. I guess apparently, I think maybe I've seen a bit of it. There there must be. It must be some web only thing or something where there there is more with this with the crew, but it's not in the movie. Oh, the, it's the trailers where they where they talk directly to the camera. Well, they, yeah, there's some whole other scene or something. I think somebody said James Franco's character is in those actually and not in the movie. Yeah, right? I think they. Uh, I'm pretty sure they shot those just for the commercials, so you, you know, so you wouldn't. No, wouldn't like there's a whole much. other there's a whole other scene or something. Oh, okay. uh, well, maybe. And it, it leads up to the. It's like they're having like a party or something. I know I've seen part of it on you. It's on YouTube. I guess there's like other scenes or something. It's some sort of. Maybe it's a marketing thing, but there are other scenes, I guess, that, are, that weren't in a movie. I, you know, this is one of these things where they're really trying to like go heavy on the. Oh, you got to go watch this to get the full story and go watch that type of shit. And they just showed them. Yeah. They just showed the monsters. That's, <laughs> Can I just say, um, this to me, this is what, he may be an asshole, but this is what makes Jim Cameron a genius. I can still, I couldn't name any of the characters in this movie that I just saw yesterday, but I can still name a lot of the characters of the ensemble cast in his Aliens film. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he took time to develop those characters. You had Gorman, Vasquez, who was my girl back in the day. Riggs. You had uh, 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 Hicks. You had, um, I can't remember uh, your Matt Paxton's name. But um, knew all the. Yeah, I remember most of those characters, and they all had a purpose. These, like someone said, they they were just there for for fodder. Yeah, the only I thing can, I, I would give. Riggs, I couldn't tell you what the woman's name was. What was her name? I have no <laughs> idea. Only thing I last word. Man. We'll move on. Only thing I can give, like I said, I give really Scott. The movie looks beautiful to me. Like he knows yeah, how to yeah. shoot a movie. Uh, I love the look of it. The the they're flying through that planet. And the corridors and stuff. My man definitely has an eye uh, for the visual. Uh, he does his thing on that. So I always would give him a tip of the hat uh, for that. So with that uh, Alien Covenant, check it out if you're into the genre. Uh, other guys say wait till it comes out on download or you know uh, HBO or whatnot. But there you go. Um, so we're going to move on from Aliens. Let's see here. And a couple other things I wanted to get into before. Oh, let, let's get into this real quick. Uh, Steve Harvey. Let's talk about Steve. Steve been in the news a lot. He's staying in the news. He's sta- yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he definitely. And on one hand, I tip my hat to Steve Harvey. I mean, you know, he came from doing, being one of the kings of comedy, you know, hosting Showtime at the Apollo. He's on some other stuff right now. He's on a no whole other level of the game. He's doing a lot of work out here uh, with these game shows, TV shows. Obviously, he's had a good run with his movie situations in terms of the how to think like a man. He became a top-selling author, uh, numerous books, and he's a stand-up comedian. So I tip my hat for the brother. And he, and he didn't do it when he was young. He was older when he really got his star popped off. So. On one hand, you know, hey, he put in the work. Can't lie nothing about that. He, you know, he got his, he got his photo out with Trump, you know, <laughs> and some other things. But so I will give him that. But here's another thing in the news. This is crazy. Here's the headline: 
Steve Harvey's ex-wife, Mary Vaughn, sues for 60 million, says he, Steve, murdered her soul. All right. So Steve Harvey's ex-wife is suing the uh, celebrity talk show host for 60 million, claiming that she allegedly suffered prolonged torture with the infliction of severe mental pain and suffering. Now, this the, the couple was uh, married. The marriage lasted until 1996 until they had a. Uh, or they were married from 96 to 2005. That's when they got the divorce. And she was Steve's second wife. Steve is now currently married to his third wife. And the court documents say that uh, Vaughn, the lady, she attempted suicide by self-medicating in an effort to stop the pain and alleged that Harvey and his attorney reportedly caused severe emotional distress over the years. Uh, she's also suing for alleged child endangerment, torture, kidnapping, breach of contract, conspiracy against rights, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and even soul murdering. And they also point out that the suit was filed not by an attorney, but rather civil rights activist Essie Berry. And she is acting as uh, Vaughn's power of attorney. Uh, Steve and his people have uh, denied any of these allegations in this lawsuit. They say that this complaint is meritless, frivolous, and the allegations are completely false. And they will vigorously defend and counterclaim against the defendant. Uh Wow, what I, I want to go and poo first. I want to start with you, man. Like, well, why are you starting with me? I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just asking you. Do opinion. any of that? Like, here you. I know okay. You, oh, you okay. are very suspicious there, sir. Is something you want to get <laughs> off? <laughs> well, what do you think about this? Man? Um, on the one hand, I look at Steve, and I'm still mad at the way he. Uh, Surrounding the death of Bernie Mac How he was in Chicago But didn't take the time to go see him But then he always Anytime he tell him He get the crocodile tears on My friend Bernie My friend Bernie And you know what He probably is cool But that's just That's just not a good look And then the whole Trump thing I ain't mad he met with Trump I'm mad that he dedicated time To his show Telling any and everyone Why Trump was not Someone that should be voted for And then The first time he got that ring He went running and never explained to anyone why he did that and what he heard from Trump that makes him willing to work with now. But this is some bullshit. That's all I can say. She, Steve got over on her in a divorce and she just can't she can't take the L. I'm like, people are crapping on Maite uh, for writing this book. But if, if everything that she wrote in the book about their divorce is true, she walked away taking an L and just kept it pushing. This chick, she's seeing that he's going making this many millions of dollars over here, taking this here. And she figures, like, I'm just going to throw everything at the wall and he ain't going to want to deal with it. He'll just give me some. That's that's how I'm taking it. She's throwing every allegation that she possibly can come up with to make Steve feel like, OK, you know what? I just need to give her some go the fuck away money. And I just think that it's, it's kind of wrong. Um, y'all were married. He decided to upgrade. You decided to go ahead and sign a divorce that gave you nothing. That's messed up, but God damn it, you knew who you married. That's all I got to say. 
And let me also add, uh, I'm looking, uh, this lady was actually arrested and back in 2013 after a judge found her in contempt of court for violating uh, the conditions of a gag order uh, with her divorce from Mr. Harvey. So she ended up serving 30 days in jail. Damn. Loose lips. Do time. Uh, Q, are you back with us? Yeah, dipped out or something. Yes, I'm not sure what happened. Um, but did, did you hear some of the story? Or? I, I saw it online. I, I oh, looked okay. it up. And uh, I used to be a huge Steve Harvey supporter. Uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, Afro Nerd Radio, I used to get on that dude all the time. But why are you always, why are you always uh, shading Steve Harvey? He's everything that you talk about what black men need to be. Uh, but <laughs> ever since he supported Trump and some other stuff that's gone down and how he treats his staff and this and that, I'm kind of cool on him. But, uh, yeah, th- I- I'm trying to read in between the lines maybe what this woman's beef is. And she says he ex- she experienced soul torture. Soul from mur- this guy. murdering. <laughs> Murdered her soul. Yeah. That's not a legal. That's not a uh, what, what would Mark call it? That's not a tort. I think is what he would say. <laughs> There's nothing in the law that says you. Uh, it's illegal to murder someone's soul. <laughs> so I don't know if her if she's got a good attorney that might have wanted to have reworded that complaint to the court, but um, it sounds ridiculous. And why now? Yeah, that's my question. Yeah. Well, well go ahead, Sean. What's your question? Well, I mean. Why now? I mean, you know, you said they got divorced when? 2005? 2005. Well, he's got a lot more money now. Well, that's probably it. I mean, there's (laughs) got to be some sort of, you know, cutoff point or, or, I mean, mean, if if, if that's the case, everybody that's ever been divorced can go back and sue their ex-spouse for, you know, for for more money. I mean, so it just, it makes no sense. So, uh, she definitely sounds like (laughs) me. She's in for a payday and so, yeah. I think I just figured it out, Sean. Okay, I, I'm reading uh, from Fo- Fox News. Ain't that a bit? Fox News Entertainment. It, of course, it would be them that were real. The suit was filed on Wednesday, not by an attorney, but rather civil rights activist Essie Berry. All right, <laughs> let's, then, ladies and gentlemen, let's all gather around <laughs> <laughs> and let's give uh, Q his late pass. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give you a pass pass because actually we we said that probably when you had dipped out for whatever reason. So Well if I didn't hear it, I didn't know about it. I, I, I don't know. know. So I gonna say, that's why I say to everyone gather around because we all heard it and you didn't. So we, <laughs> <laughs> my man Q was like, I got oh, I got something for the I got something for y'all right. <laughs> Check this out, y'all. No, it's all good. I, I appreciate Quarter's it. Quarter's wet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his heart was in the right place. But no, you bring up. I mean, but you do bring up a point, though, Q. Like that is funny. Like it's not a, not a lawyer. Hey, they probably trying. They trying to get paid sixty million dollars. Let's just imagine. Okay, your soul was murdered. Okay, sixty million dollars. Really? Stop it. Stop that. All right, man. Speaking of the black man, we got to get into. Oh, you know what? No, no, before we get into that, because we'll finish off with that. Let me th- go back in the movies real quick, real, real quick. Uh, let's go to White Mommy real quick. 
I'm joking. Uh, Wonder Woman. Of course, that, of course, that movie is uh, coming out what, next couple weeks, I think, June something. But uh, uh, Warner Brothers has started showing the movie, uh, showing it to bloggers and, and uh, critics and whatnot, and they've lifted the embargo in terms of I guess the social media embargo has been lifted. So now we're getting people's reviews and reactions to the movie, and overwhelmingly, people are saying this is a good movie. Um, trying to find it one guy even compared he said it's the best movie since uh the dark knight uh, the christian nolan movie um but everyone i've seen here uh that has seen the movie has nothing but great things to say about it um trying to find a couple of people here steven uh steven weintrub uh for those who know he's the guy who runs collider very reputable geeked out type of a site he says happy to report Wonder Woman is a blast, and Gil Gadot is fantastic. Her chemistry with Chris Pine is magnetic. Absolutely recommended. Uh, Mark Hughes, Mark Hughes Films is Wonder Wonder Woman is everything you want in a Wonder Woman movie and more. It is the film even DCU critics will love. Uh, so I, you know, I go on and on, but I'm actually very curious to see this movie. Uh, it's interesting that a lot of these people were the people who led the charge to always be clowning DC movies. So I don't know if this was somehow some brilliant marketing strategy. On, Everybody's on check Warner, is in on, the mail. On Warner Brothers to get them to see the movie first, but it is almost an about face. So I'm very curious to see those staunch, you know, Marvel versus DC cats, uh, what they will do in the face of all of this overwhelming support. Um, but I'm very curious to see this movie, definitely. Do you think Screenings that... here next week. Do I'm you sorry. think that... If, I'm sorry. No, I was saying, go, I couldn't hear what you said. Go ahead. Jose, do you think that if this movie becomes a fan, a hit for the fans, and a critical success, that that's one other... That's, that's just one more means of getting Zack Snyder out of the door? Personally, none no, of, none of, but <laughs> none of his films have received overwhelming love. I mean, lo- in terms of the DC sure. universe. Sure. Well, you know, I think uh, I do think that it would play a part, but I guess we haven't seen Justice League yet. Obviously, they're going to put that movie out. Uh, so it would be hard to say if, if somehow if this was a super overwhelming success and Justice League was a failure. Yeah, I think he would be out of there. Yeah, but I, I think more than likely the decision makers at Warner Brothers are going to be looking at the box office returns. Oh, of course, yeah. And how that works. So they, they I think they can deal with critics and fanboys shitting on uh, Justice League and all the Zack Snyder films if those Zack Snyder films are doing six, seven, eight hundred million plus. Kind of like, kind of like trans- Transformers. Transformers. Yeah, I was about to say. Like, yeah. Those movies are heaply shitted on <laughs> with good reason, but he ain't, you know, what's that dude? Yeah, but the thing he ain't is, going like, nowhere. <laughs> like you say, Mike. These, Michael Bay. Michael Bay, yeah. Like you say, Mike, these characters are the ones bringing in that money. You can get rid of Zach, put another director in there who, who couldn't be worse, and you're still well, going to get six, seven, eight, eight hundred billion because of the cast. Ask, ask Brian Singer that. 
Mm-hmm. His X-Men sure. movies haven't made billion, millions of dollars? No, his no but his Superman movie. Returns didn't. <laughs> yeah, but that was 2005? Well, still the characters. <laughs> they, they got rid of him. So. What I'm saying, his movie would have to bomb then, I guess. Because, yeah, the characters are always going to survive, but whether he's, your question was to say whether he would survive. I said the only thing, I think the only reason they would take him off is if his movies actually bombed. You know, the reality is his movies, DC movies, have not bombed financially. So I don't think they so, would pull the cord on him at all. So you, you don't think that the executives at, at, at DC and Warner Brothers are just tired of hearing all the negativity surrounding Zack Snyder? And if they would say, let's just get rid of this guy and our characters speak for themselves. Let's get rid of this dude and put someone in there well, fresh. Probably. And I, I would just say no, because they haven't. Like, they've given him three movies. Oh, yeah, you're right, because they're stupid, too. I keep forgetting. Well, well, well again, you can call him. I'm just saying, they've given him three movies, right? Three big tentpole DC movies. We've all been financially successful. Some have panned them. But I'm just saying, like, obviously, they're not going by that. All of the critical response. They're probably telling him, if anything, yo, switch the movie up a little bit the tone but you ain't going nowhere like he's still making the money so that's why i said i think justice league would have to flop which i don't think it will for them to get rid of him because again it wouldn't make no i say on a business level it wouldn't make no sense to get rid of him i think they'd be in a worse position for them to take an l this early with him and it would look like they don't know what the fuck they're doing as opposed to just say, hey, they don't like the movie. We hear you. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll switch tone a little bit, but we still are on point to do what we're supposed to do. He, we're still financially viable. Our shareholders are happy. You know, it doesn't look like we're f- floundering or something under the pressure and the money's coming in. So I think they have to address that as well, right? Uh, it just seems to me if you, if you have the characters that are going to guarantee you bank, it seems like to me <clears throat> it would be a good decision to say, you know what, this guy is an albatross. He's making us money, but we not only want to make the money off our characters. We know we're going to make the money anyway. We got it's guaranteed money. Let's get rid of the negativity surrounding him and put and bring in another director who might have some sort of clout. And that way, we we cover it on both sides, on both fronts. Seems like to me that's a good idea. It would seem that way, but again. I don't think just because they're just not doing the, it doesn't it's mean they're just, it's not just the characters because then that, that that reasoning would say you keep whoever made Green Lantern or well no we're gonna sit Green Lantern down for a minute because they ain't no, no. it ain't that's working what, so you, you make my point you well no, no I'm point. saying like they they don't just put out another Green Lantern movie out regardless of whoever they got but they, maybe they should <laughs> I'm saying get a good director and then a year later put out another Green Lantern oh no again you're, you're throwing like hypothetical sort of sort of what makes sense i'm just going off of what they do like i'm just saying that that's not they're probably not going to do that because they haven't done that before and it would look funny for them to do otherwise that's why as much as you might not like Zach's movies the the reality is the people are obviously do like those movies because they go to see them and they're buying those movies i think i mean you weren't on the last show but the last show we talked about the top selling blu-rays or dvd what was the number one was suicide squad right yeah, Mike, I, I, I'm not. We don't have an argument there. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. So those movies actually are su- very successful to people. I, I, again, and let me say, I'm, I'm just saying again. I know these movies are going to be successful. They're going to be dis- successful if Zach keeps making them. What I'm saying is, 
I don't think Zack Snyder has anything to do with the success. It's the characters themselves. So you, it's a win-win if you have these characters in a film and you have them directed sure. by a competent director. I, I, I got that. We heard you the second time you said it. So I understand you're saying. not disagreeing with what you said. I just say I don't think they're thinking of it that way. Well, clearly they're not. Right. And I'm saying the box office reflects that it, obviously your great idea is great. I just said the reality actually is a little different. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, in terms of Wonder Woman, yeah, man, I'm like very anticipated to see where this goes. And, and for it to be, uh, wasn't it's not the first female superhero movie, but in a very long time, it would be the first superhero female-led movie that hopefully will be successful. I don't think Elektra was a flop. Catwoman was a flop. Uh, I don't think there's been any other female superhero movie that was a hit. Was Supergirl a hit back in um, the eighties? Nah. You remember? That? Did you see it? Not really. I saw it. Yeah. Did you like it? Oh. Uh, back then, I, th- I think I kind of liked it. it. Was I, it was all right? I probably couldn't sit through it now, but I was a lot younger then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never seen it, so that's why I was asking. It looked like straight it. trash to me. It did $14 million in 1984. Damn. I mean, I like $14 million, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't even remember. Was it like a direct sort of connection to the other Superman movies at the time? or? Yes, it was. It was interesting. Uh, oh, the other thing, I, uh, quickly, uh, video games, uh, Injustice 2. Uh, so I, found, I finally got that game. Oh, my goodness dope uh i I would say this there is a story mode in this game and it's you know got the cg uh movie stuff dc y'all need to just take them movie clips it's it's a whole long movie story stitch that bitch together and sell that that shit is dope as fuck like man uh, I, I can imagine this is it's a game is getting high ratings across the board, and it's on all the systems. This is why I'd be like, on one hand, I know DC is just rolling in dough because that game is fucking brand, almost as better than the movies. But I'm like, man, they got the movies popping, they got this game popping off, and this game's what sixty dollars a pop. I know they're selling probably a couple, you know, millions of copies. <sighs> The merchandising is through the roof, man. Like, but it's a brilliant game. The, the, the characters are brilliant. And of course, if you've read any of the Injustice comic book, you, you kind of know what the story's about. But just very well done. Uh, I, I tip my hat to them. So I'm not even a fighting game type of dude, but man, I'm all in. It's, it's, some, it's some dope shit. All right. Uh, now we are come to the payoff. So I want to talk about this LeVar Ball situation a little bit um and i wish big sexy was here because i know he's really into sports and i will admit i had never heard of this gentleman before this week i had seen his name sort of on my you know feed uh, of news stuff that i sort of comes across my wire but i just assumed that he was a some kind of basketball player or something i don't really know what was going on i saw something about tennis shoes was too much money or blah 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 and I just kind of played it off. 
But there was an interview that this gentleman was on. He's on a, a Fox show, a Fox sports show. And he had a very interesting inter- interaction with one of the female reporters. And Christine Leahy. Christine Leahy. Leahy and I, I, I'm not going to be able to explain it. So I want to play some of the audio so that we can understand what's going on here. The only thing I can set up, and I'm surely freely to open it up to any of you guys who know more, but my understanding is this LeVar, is it Ball or Bale? Ball. Ball. This guy is a father. He's the father of, I guess, three basketball players. I know at least two of them are in college. Maybe all three Mm -hmm. are college players. Yeah, one is a... is a place for UCLA's basketball team. Okay. Uh, Lonzo Ball, he'll be going into the draft next month. And everybody anticipates him going number two to the Lakers, mm. which uh, LeVar, since he's from LA, LeVar and Lonzo want that to happen. One, because they're, I guess, uh, die home, hometown, homegrown Los Angelinos. And two, because they realize being at the NBA's flagship franchise would be best for business. Okay. Okay. And, and again, and then he, he has three sons, if I'm not correct. And I believe all three of them seem to be talented. Think, Is that right? Yeah. They, well, decently. Um, okay. I know, I think only two of them are in college. Uh, I know the they're trying to get uh, another one at UCLA as well. Now, do the other two go to UCLA, or I mean, does are, no. are two of them or just one? Yeah, just one, just Lonzo. All right. So I, I say all that to just set the stage. Like, so it was 2017. This is a dad. He's African American. He's got three sons. You know, we've talked on this show many times of, you know, uh, the plight of. African-American men in, in the world in terms of people getting shot and the family system broken up and blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we've been over that. Now, here is a successful situation, right? Uh, and this guy is married. They, you know, they have a whole family. And he's out there trying to promote these, his sons, I suppose. So I want to play this first clip. This is uh, the young lady, the reporter, talking about uh, LeVar Bell and his sons. So here we go. All three sons, you got, you have kids. They're being forced to do it. They're being told you will start basketball at age six, like Lonzo told us. And whenever you asked him a question, I think he said, what, five words? And he looks terrified whenever he's talking. He looks genuinely afraid. Well, I don't think LeVar would let him do that. <laughs> I honestly think LeVar will have to approve of any girl that comes into his life. All right. So if I'm understanding, she was on a, this show on Fox and it seems like she's saying that it seems like she's insinuating that maybe the kids were forced into basketball and that they actually may even fear their father to, so they can't even speak. Um, yeah. you know, that's kind of what I'm just getting. Again, I don't know all this. I'm just, I heard that. So, okay. Now I'm playing this part because this is not the show that LeVar is on where he talks to her, but this happened before that. And now what you're going to hear is LeVar on the show, but some of the things he says is tying back to what she said on this other show about him and his family. So here's another clip. Let's get into the shoes. Um, I thought your price point was a little high. How about we make a deal? Why don't you just drop it to about 350 How about you? And let me stop here to also add. So apparently, and and Poo, jump in if you will. He has started his own shoe company, the dad. Yeah, he uh, 
came up with this whole big baller brand and uh, he was trying to put his kids attached to it and n- normally when an athlete uh, goes into a sport they get an endorsement deal from the, one of the big uh, Nike Under Armour or Adidas so he was like okay I created my own brand similar to Jordan brand which is under Nike and I I'm trying to think who else has some type of deal set up like that. I can't think of anyone else. But he was like, okay, I create a big baller brand. And what I'm going to do is uh, my son is about to go into the NBA. They're looking for an endorsement deal. Well, he, my sons are big baller brands. So you got to rep the whole brand. It's going to be big baller brand under Nike or under Adidas or under Under Armour. And they were kind of. They kind of like balked at that because it's like, you know, your son ain't did nothing. So we're not going to enter into this business deal with you. And they're kind of looking at him like, you know, you're not the athlete. The kid is the athlete. So they it, it supposedly rubbed people the wrong way. So he was like, well, screw it. I'll just do it myself. He, I guess he found a manufacturer and he got these shoes designed, this apparel design. He opened up a website and just started selling it on his own. And the shoes are like four hundred or something dollars. Four hundred and ninety-five dollars, which I'm not mad at it. If people are going to spend that money, I know um, Kanye West ugly ass Red Octobers were going for like three, four hundred and up. He's selling, and I'm only going with Kanye because this is the real extreme. He's selling clothing for like a thousand dollars. I mean, we got brothers in the hood running to the Gucci store getting the belt for a belt. Sure. For like two, three hundred dollars. There's a lot of so, clothes that cost a lot of money. Yeah. He ain't the first, and yeah. he won't be the last. Let me let me play right. this clip. Let me play this clip. The price point was a little high. How about we make a deal? Why don't you just drop it to about three fifty? How about you create your own shoe and you drop to three fifty and see how many people buy it? Let's take a listen. First of all, I, I said this on the air. I said, um, you know, it's easy to pop off. But I used to think there'd never be a $10 million home, and now there's $70 million homes. I never thought I'd pay 5 bucks for a cup of coffee. Right. So $300, $400 shoes may sound outrageous, but my argument is if Lonzo kills it in the summer league, uh-huh. if he's two games in with 13 assists both nights and he's fun and flashy, we're going to go. That's all it costs? Have you sold any shoes yet? Yeah, I sold a good amount to me. Like I said, there's different amounts. How many? Stay in your lane. Wait, what's the I'm just curious. I don't even worry about her over there. Every time she scares I think that's me kind of disrespectful. She says she scares Lonzo. Lonzo scared of me. She scared me. That's why I don't look that way. I don't look over there because she scares me. Oh, I'm thinking no, I- of Now, just want to give some context because we can't see it. This is that same woman from that earlier interview or thing that I played. She is in the studio with them. But the way that they have it set up is Mr. Bell is sitting here, sitting one way, and the other man that was talking earlier is sitting in front of him, and they're sort of face to face. They have this young lady way behind Mr. Bell, like he's she's way behind him. So when he says I'm not looking at you, he would have to literally turn his whole chair around and turn around to look at her to talk to her. So obviously, damn it, break his neck to speak to her, right? And so. So and then you just heard her just jump in. She said, "How much?" So I'll continue. Uh, hold on. All right. All right, now. I'm just trying. I'm, leave I'm, me alone. Uh, uh, I'll tell you four, five hundred pair. So she's a reporter. Her job is to she can report to whoever she wants behind her. What's I'm I, talking what is, to you, Colin. Well, what's your what is your problem with me? Hey, my problem is you are a hater. 
Why I would never them. wear a big baller shirt. But no, yeah, don't even that. talk to me. But I heard you say I'm not even worried I, about it. I said that I wouldn't wear something that it says a woman. big baller. It's the same thing. Yeah. With I mean, all due respect, you're a great reporter, just not reporting on me. I have a right to say what you shirt I would and wouldn't wear. Uh oh, welcome to Big Baller Zone. Well, no, no I think I, I actually was saying it as like a point to no, her. It is. No, 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 no. Oh, you tell it now. I didn't say it was offensive. Yeah. I just said, you know, if you want to, you know, work with Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, uh, to maybe have something that appeals to women. I thought that was a legit. I mean, I don't have to okay. agree, but so I thought that was a problem with her. I don't agree. But I thought it was a good. No, I'm, I'm actually good saying it's like a point of advice. I'm not friends with her. I don't. I don't. I don't see that. I don't even see it. I, I wasn't saying it as like I, I would never wear this. What's this show about saying, again? Are we talking about shoes? I don't want to talk about all that. Next. Well, well I, I think in order to have a successful company, you're going to have to have women who like your brand. Uh, yeah, if you have a women's company. But anyways. Oh, so you're not about, marketing We're women. talking about big baller brand. Okay, so let me let me go into this, though. Thank you. Well, I'm not. Don't thank me for it. I'm well, just, I have to thank you. This is all very good. All right, let me just play this last bit. The other day I was on a show, Speak for Herself, it's our afternoon show. Okay. Jason Whitlock and somebody else, it could have been Jason McIntyre, suggested this. I thought it was interesting. Don't know what's right, but I thought it was interesting. Okay. That your son kind of released a little bit of a hip-hop song. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, he likes to rap. And, yeah. And I said, it probably took him an afternoon, I don't give a rip. But right. they, they suggested he is trying, people see him as soft, right. and he's trying to get a little street appeal. Is that fair? I don't no, know. no, it's not fair. Why is he doing it then? He does it because he likes to do it. He likes to rap. But he don't need to be a tough guy. He's a ball player. You know, he don't need no credibility to say, I'm a gangster and I do this and I do that. No, Lonzo's a ball player. He is who he is. And like I said, and going back to Whitlock, I don't think he can comment on anything but snacks. Now, wow. that's a little harsh. It's going to be harsh because he want to be harsh so on me. So you disrespect women on, and people uh, for their no, weight? No, that's what you say. I didn't say nothing about me. No, you just said that to me. Like I told I'm not even worried about you right now. Keeping your leg. Can you look like me I in said, the eye? Like I said, Whitlock, I don't want to look you in the eye. You scared me to death. Oh. Like I said. Compliment. Uh, Thank like, you. Yes, you're scaring me right now. I don't want to look that way. But I'm talking about Whitlock is always coming with this stuff. LeVar needs to bag up. LeVar needs to do that. If it cracks like a duck, it's a duck, it's a duck. Don't come at me and don't think I'm going to come at you. You have no... Uh, I mean, who, where are your kids at? Mm. So, well, listen, I, I've said... And, and there's certain things that come under me, like I said, that part right there, I'm like, okay, you negative on anything I do, and I get it. Because you know why? He don't like trainers. You bring him to my house, I'm going to work him out. <laughs> Uh, LeVar, initially there was a report that uh, the big dogs, um, I'm just throwing them out here, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, I may be wrong on one of them, said, no, we're not interested. Will you pursue another meeting with those teams now that Lonzo appears to be headed to Los Angeles? Now that Lonzo's headed to Los Angeles, what they should have did is gave me a billion dollars and let me be on my way. That, that's unrealistic. They're not yeah, unrealistic to you. No, it's Now, you know what? If they want to come talk to me now, it just went up to three billion. Triple B's, billion, billion, But do you, you don't believe that? No, I do believe that. That's the only way they're going to come at me. I'm already in the building. I don't need them for nothing. Mm. As you can tell. They wouldn't want to work with you anyway because you don't respect women, so. She's, she's after you today. Oh, I don't respect not, women, I'm but I'm the one that's married. I'm, I'm good. Well, she can say what she ah. wants. She's, she's trying to put, I never disrespect women. But I tell you what, you if, you act, if you act like that, Guess what? Something's coming to you. Oh, and it's okay. Do you do you think? Are you wait? Are you threatening me? Oh, see, I should try to turn the words. I would never threaten you. You said something's coming to me. I don't know what it is. I'm not a psychic. 
Oh. Do you feel sometimes, though... Okay. Wow. This guy sounds like a damn fool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> listen. Okay. L- listen. So, like a so damn fool. He- here's the thing before I turn it over and get you guys' opinion. Now, the part where she says, are you threatening me? That's the part where the media latched on to, and that became the headline. Mm-hmm. You know, LeVar yep. Ball threatens Porter, blah, blah, blah. Now, for me, when I heard that, I've been in a situation like that before. And it was, uh, and, and what is that situation? Well, it's, it's a thing, man. Like, I'm going to have to go a little historical and tribal a little bit here to explain my point. But there is a stereotypical uh, sort of viewpoint sometimes that black people, particularly black men, are aggressive. Uh, you're getting kind of hostile. You know, oh, you're starting to shout at me. You know, I, I've said that in a work environment. Um, so it's interesting to me when I see, like, somebody try to flip what you say, and this contention, you try to flip what he said as he was threatening her. When to me, it is very clear that he is like saying, first of all, you hear him say, I'm scared to death of you. <laughs> right? I don't want to look at you. I don't even want to engage with you because I already, I think he is sort of falling back on a old school sort of viewpoint of, I can't really win engaging with you. And she's a a young white girl, blonde hair. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm going to, you know, I already know how you're going to flip it on me. So I'm not going to even give you the attention. But but to me, she's sort of jabbing at him, trying to almost trolling him a little bit, like to get him yep. to say something. And then when he kind of feeds into it a little bit, oh, you're threatening me, you know, sort of. And this is my opinion, right? You don't have to agree with it. She's sort of flipping it to go on this sort of situation where, oh, see, I am the victim. You know, not only does he not respect women, he he's a threatening me, you know. And you gotta be to me. You have to be very careful with that type of rhetoric and talk, because that's the type of stuff that historically has not been good for us. When I say us as black men, people have gotten hurt over stuff like this, or being fired, or you know, you could be at the job. And uh, this is why sometimes some people say you really shouldn't be having political conversations at work um, or racial charge conversations when you talk about police shooting and stuff, because Somebody, they might be trying to aid you to say something and then go back to HR and be like, see, I'm very uncomfortable, you know, and you wasn't really trying to do that, but you have to be very careful. So to me, when I see what she was trying to do there, that was some, to me, that was very foul. Uh, but I'm not going to keep rambling on. I'm curious to what you guys think about this. I want to go to Sean first. Sean, you can comment on anything you want. You don't have to agree with me or anything like that. I'm just curious. What did you think of this whole interaction here, everything we just listened to? What are your thoughts on this? I I think it's nonsense, personally. Um, I mean, the attention should be on his son, and and he should be there doing the interviews and not the dad. That's just personally how I feel. I mean, I understand dad's got the brand, blah, 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 but he's taking so much attention away from his son, and, and 
he's the, he's the story. He's the headline. He's the news, and, and not his son. And, and I just I just think it's ridiculous. Okay. Q. I give all props to that white girl. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> well, whatever. Please whatever explain. Said. We are. We would love to hear what you mean by that. Uh, I just saw the clip. I didn't know anything about this. I heard the stay in your lane thing. And when I heard that, mm-hmm. uh, it was framed with people saying he was being sexist, I think. And I was like, oh, he said stay in your lane. So I figured whoever he was talking to, the woman he was talking to, she must have said something that was disrespectful. And he said stay in your lane. And I was like, oh, he, I didn't, so why are they getting all? He said stay in your lane. Now that I see the context. This guy comes off like a damn, like he's in, like a fool to me. Go ahead and he's, go, he's, go ahead and give him the label you want to call him. Can I finish? Um, he um, he comes off as my first question is what is his? Why does he have an attitude towards her? And the only thing I can see that she said was she, she wouldn't wear, she wouldn't wear the t-shirt. And she says because it doesn't seem like I, I, the impression I got was it was it was more of a something for men, and she would want something. That uh, that's more feminine, something that women could wear, and then she must have said that earlier, and he he got caught feelings over it, and now he's treating her like a total ass on this show. Now let me just interject real quick, just to be clear. Hey, hey, unless I unless, I, unless we, I misinterpreted it. Well, I'm just gonna I just wanted to be clear that you heard the first audio I played was uh-huh. when she was talking about his sons. And how they must have feared his dad, and somehow the dad forced them into basketball, and that they're scared of him. They're scared of him. What did, well, okay, well, that's what he. And I'm, I'm saying that to say when he says "stay in your lane" and his attitude toward her, that's what he's referring to. And he mentioned, you said Lonzo's scared of me. I'm, I'm scared of you. What did he see, or what did she see that made her say that? Because, wow. Okay. Because, because we have we have disagreed on. Sure. There's another <laughs> another father and their children that we disagree on. So we might disagree on this. I have to see the context. Well, I don't, well, well I they don't, don't show. I, I don't know if there was an interview or if they, if she's talking about an interaction she had being in the same room with the sons or interviewing the sons. Uh, I haven't found that footage online, but I think. So the thing is, so not, so that's the only way I can answer that question you asked. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna I have to give it the way I I can only look at it through my lenses, right? And I, my lenses and are I, sort of filtered as I am a dad myself. I think he sort of takes offense. I'm only I'm putting words in his mouth. He may be taking offense that this young woman, who probably doesn't have any kids, is somehow uh, critiquing his fathership and how he raised his family on TV and now she is confronted with the guy she's talking about and he's not just going to be a pushover about it. He's pushing back to her saying like, yo, you don't know nothing. He's basically saying, you don't know anything. You're not in a position to critique my family and how I raised them. And I think he kind of says the same thing about Whitlock when he throws in that little line. He says, where are your kids at? So in a saying, my kids are a success. I've raised them to a level where they're in college and they're the most sought after in the game. I must be doing something right. I guess I can't make a judgment. Wow. Well, you are making a judgment, actually. But go ahead. <laughs> no, well, maybe I could finish. Maybe I could finish my statement. Sure, maybe. maybe. I can't make a judge. I, first thing 
I would say I would ask this one. What's name? Christine Leahy? Mm-hmm. What made you make that comment about his kids? What did you see that made you make that comment about his kids? I would want to look at it. And if it looks like something's going on, if he's on this Joe Jackson, I would say, hey, okay. I see what you're saying. So, so you don't have no judgment because you don't know that, right? So when you're giving all the said, props I to the... Said I don't when have, you, I don't, no, I don't I'm just going back know. to what you said earlier. You said, I give all, all props right. to the woman. I'm, that's why I'm trying to understand... That's why I asked you, how are you able to give that judgment if you don't know the whole situation? I'm giving the judgment based on what I just saw on these clips. So you are giving a judgment. So you're ignoring the fact that she talked about her, his kids being scared of him and that he was forcing them to do all this. And no, that I'm not ignoring that. What I said was I would need to ask her, why did you make that comment before I can make a judgment about that? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. And for the record, Chris. Christine Leahy's degree is in journalism, not psychology or sociology, if that, that means anything. How is that relevant in any way, shape, or form? Because she's making a judgment based on her interactions with them with no background or no educational or experienced background in that area. We all make judgments when we don't have backgrounds and experience in, in areas that we might be judging on. So that's irrelevant. Well, it's not irrelevant. It just means she, just she sounds totally foolish. It, it just means that she, has, she, she sounds like a fool. You're making a judgment based <laughs> well, on... Well, no, no, no. I, I'm saying in the same way where you would say he sounds like a fool, I'm saying I'm if saying she has no background... Let me finish, clip. please. I'm based saying if clip. she has no background in it, then you making these assumptions about how his family must be raised... Some would call the question, how are you able? Can I finish, please? I gave you the opportunity. As I said, if you are making these judgments, then how? And and so he says, stay in your lane. I would assume maybe her lane isn't to be psychoanalyzing people. It is to report sports news. Because he said, you're a great reporter. Just not reporting on me. So I can understand why he would say something like that. And to your point, if you don't know all of the scoop, then... Yeah, you can't give a judgment, so I don't know how you could give a props to her on this or to him. That's why I'm asking you, what I'm do you give, think? I, I, let me respond, please. Can I respond now? I, I I'm giving her props on uh, standing her ground on this, what I see in this clip. That's what I'm saying. What ground does she stand on? I'm just asking you what clip. you said. What, what ground was she huh? standing on, in your opinion? You mentioned these words. What ground was she standing on? He was disrespecting her in the clip. I know, but what was the ground she stood on? You said she stood her ground. When she said, she said, um, she continued to give it back to him. When she said, are you threatening me? Did you think, it did, did sound you, like a did you sound, how did it sound like a threat to you? I'm curious. He said, you're going to have something coming to you. I don't so, know. Where, so that I'm means from, it's a threat? Where I'm from, that's like saying, I'm going to come see you. Wow. So what, he, what I interpret it is, you've been running your mouth recklessly about me and my boys putting out there that I'm forcing my kids that my kids are scared of me so yeah you have something coming to you when I see you because I'm going to run my mouth to you which he did that's how you took it I didn't take it that way and you took it as a threat in terms of like physical threat I I could see where someone could see that as a threat but how did you take it I just told you I could see it being a threat being perceived as a threat wow Mm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Hey, wonder why we can't unify. Hey, nah. I, I respect your opinion, man. I respect your opinion. Unify with foolishness. Well, here, here's the, here, so here's here's my take, and I'm glad you you mentioned what you said. What you said, Q. Oh, I'm sorry. Amp. Oh, we went to Ampu first. 
Or did, no, we, did uh, I give you your? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I think that Christine Leahy was way out of line to be on national television speculating on the relationship and the and the parenting job that lines that Levar Ball was doing. As he said, all three of them are going are more than likely NBA prospects. His son is about to be a top, probably the number two pick overall. Hasn't had any issues at school uh, that some of the some of these other top prospects has had, and he's doing something that we should be commending black men to do. When you go to these big corporations and you put on the table, well, this is what I'm bringing to the table, and this is what I want, and they say no, you say, well, fine, fuck you, that was your chance. I'm gonna go do it on my own. And from what we've seen, he's been able. They said he sold two million dollars worth of product. In two weeks, so I'm going to commend him. If I was rolling like that, I would go ahead and buy a pair of uh, $500 shoes. I'm not, and because I don't spend no more than $150 on shoes, I went ahead and bought my son because they didn't have one a T-shirt in my size, one of those $50 T-shirts, which it pained me to do that. <clears throat> but that was the cheapest item on his website, and that's all I that's all I could give at the moment. The other thing is, is he goes on the show and she keeps prodding him. Like the part when he was talking, when they, him and Colin was talking, she comes in. Well, they wouldn't want to work with you because you don't respect women. Like, I, I just was like, bitch, who's speaking to you? She's Tights. one of the reporters on the show. She has right. to say something. That's great. That He's was the guest. He's the guest, not the host. That's great. Fuck her. That's what I said. And I'm glad he checked her disrespectful ass. And I'm glad Charlamagne called her out on all this bullshit that she said and the fact that she tried to go to that victim route. Oh, you threatening me. Oh, you th- putting that out there. And it worked because there were tons and tons of, of uh, news stories with that headline. The Varball threatens. The Varball threatens. The Varball uh, says she has something coming to her. And I'm just like, seriously, that's, what y'all gonna, that's how y'all going to demonize this black man? It's like whatever, and then but that's the thing that I liked about. It. Go Come ahead, on, man. Steven. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and then lastly, the, the 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 way that Fox Sports operated the slick shit that they did was when after Charlemagne made her the donkey of the day and talked about how her reckless talk is the same way that uh, have demonized black men throughout history, how they had her up there with three, not one, not two, but three black men and all three of them cupcaking for her ass talking about Charlemagne should be ashamed of himself. He shouldn't be using this platform to put that on, to put that type of heat, that type of dangerous rhetoric on her and her family. I'm like, are you kidding me? Did you hear the shit, the ridiculous shit that she said about this man? Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself and just turn in your black card. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let me add to this. Let me give my this, let me give my word on this. Uh, <laughs> for me, again, I had never heard of this guy before. You know, just this week, and I did some little research what I could find. I'm going to tip my hat and commend this this man for the work that he has done to getting his son to this point. Uh, because when I, I, I first was saying, I was kind of saying like what uh, Sean was saying, he not even the ball player, he the dad. I was like, why is he even in the news? Right? I, I couldn't understand. I was like, well, damn, what? Because I know how hard it is to get noticed in anything you do, particularly in the mainstream media. How is it that the dad who don't even dribble the ball is the story? 
And I had to say, well, obviously the dad does not go in and bogart the cameras at a news studio and say, you must put me on TV. That, he ain't in that kind of position. He ain't got the resources for that, right? The mainstream media decides who's going to be on the news and what news stories they want to cover. So there's this, the decision on Fox's part, for this matter, to say, let's make him the story, right? So I, I tip my hat to, to so however way that he seemed attractive to them. But I think you do have to ask the question, why is he attractive to them to put him on TV? He don't even play the game, right? Yep. So there's that. But I look at it in, this, in the same frame, and I'm glad you brought it up, Q, as Joe Jackson. Uh, I don't know the brother's name, but the father of Serena. and, and, and Richard the, Williams. In the same way, I, I saw how they talk sort of greasy on him. Eldred Woods. And, and there may be some others. I just see that there's been a uh, pattern, particularly in, well, in sports and in entertainment, whereas the black dad for whatever reason, is demonized when his kids are successful in these sort of, they're the outliner sort of kids in an industry. They're not the sub-level players or entertainers. They're the top of the game <laughs> players or entertainers, right? I, I guess you could say it's a coincidence. I just named three people. I guess they're all coincidences, but it's interesting to me that the dad is always demonized. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I don't know all this whole story. As Q said, uh, maybe that lady saw that the kids are being forced into basketball, right? What a narrative. But I guess we need more. We need more people when you're throwing allegations out like that. But it's just interesting that he would be, he's being demonized when he seems to be a very upstanding guy. They're they not thugs. Uh, They're not in the trouble with the law. He'd been married. He got three beautiful boys. They're doing their thing. I, I'm looking at it as a dad. I would love to have my kids in that position. And I got them in that position. And then the whole thing with the shoe. I'm trying to understand. Why can't he charge that much money? I have to ask the question. Why would you shake your head that a brother is charging $400 for a product? If you can't afford it, you don't buy it, right? You, you, you think that's you think oh, that's how? Okay, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you checking yourself. I question why does it matter to if you can't if you're not? That's like do we uh, question Gucci or some of these stores that I don't even set foot in them stores because I I don't make that kind of money. Shit sound crazy to me, but they obviously they do what they do, right? I mean, I've never bought a pair of Jordans. I ain't never bought anything. I never will. And I ain't got nothing against Michael Jordan. I just ain't spending $100 on shoes. <laughs> I'm cool. No, no, 250 Sure, I'm just saying, even if it's $100, I still ain't. Whether it's uh, Safeway Sliders or Kmart Kickers, I ain't. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but that's just me. But I ain't mad at the, I'm not mad at the fact that they sell high price, stuff like that. I, I heard there was a story at Nordstrom's a couple weeks ago. They selling jeans with dirt on them for $400. But hey, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the player. I certainly ain't mad at the game. It is what it is. So I'm trying to understand why is there a pushback when when a black man starts his own company, a shoe company, for his family, and he want to charge? I don't care what he want to charge. He, he ain't charging enough. He should charge seven hundred. Can I? Can I? Ask, can I? When I finish, I'm gonna let you get. I'm gonna let you get in. 
so I'm like, okay, what's the problem with that? Obviously, he said he got 500, 600 people who bought him. Salute. You're doing business. You're on a high level. You're doing your thing. Self-made. You go to the table with Nike or whoever else, and they ain't giving you what you want, and you say, I do for self. Salute. You take the, take the cause and effect. You take the good and the bad with that decision, but you stand in your position. You're trying to, I see you're trying to put your family in generational wealth. Hey, man, I salute you. Do your thing, man. You the dad. Your word. That's your word. That's just your family. You mm-hmm. obviously done built them up to a great point. Well, we're, we're sadly, a lot of our families aren't on that level. Well, we need, you know, the, the, the dad ain't there or we, you know, we don't have all the skills to get them to that level. So I tip my hat to him. Uh, in terms of them throwing the, well, Nike don't want to do Okay, well, are you a defense attorney for Nike? Are you getting... So what? Why, what about his company? Big Baller don't want to do the deal. So now what? Why am I concerned about what Nike... Why, why would you even question that? Them niggas don't... They don't make no money for me. They don't make no money for us. Who cares what they want to do? Why are you putting them over this? I'm not really speaking to the lady. I'm speaking to us who would ask the question, Oh, well, you shouldn't be charging that much. Why not? When Michael Jackson or, or Prince and them decided, yo, I want my deal to be the biggest deal in the game. Do they do low-level thinking? So, well, Bruce and them, Madonna, they didn't get that much, so I ain't going to ask for that much. <laughs> oh, man, Prince, some tickets is too much, man. Then you don't need to buy one. I'm on some other shit, nigga. You need to get to my level. Let me set the tone for you so that you can get out of that low level thinking. And if the game, if you hot and you got something that people want and is valuable, then you charge what you want to charge and you deal with the good and the bad of that. But that's your, I, why would I be mad at that? Do you. You're yeah, out I mean, of my like, league, bro. But hey, I tip my hat. When Prince has celebration tickets, they're $500. Man, that's too. Then you don't go. <laughs> but they sold out. <laughs> So I, how you gonna tell them what the? How you gonna tell us what we supposed to do and what not? And my thing is, I'm almost done. Q. My thing is, if we're supposed to get to the next level, if I had the money, I'd buy his shoes on GP. I'd be on code to buy. Them. Just because, I'm gonna go Bought get the. T-shirt. I'm gonna go get the T-shirt. You know, I, I do believe they got female T-shirts on there for big ballers. So I don't know what that lady was talking about, but maybe she was clicking on the same link Q was clicking when he couldn't rent Chirac. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw a little shot at you. But my point is to say, this available. I question her. So I'm going to question her all day because I don't know where she's coming from. I don't really know her. But I can't give so I can give her the benefit of the doubt. But when she goes into that victimhood, oh, you're disrespecting women. No, I'm disrespecting you. (laughs) Not all women. Oh, you're threatening me. No, I'm just telling you there's cause and effect and there's karma. Why you would go to the threatening thing to not just take it that, hey, that's how the universe works, says something about you. And again. Mm-hmm. When you go back and look at historically when you have white women and there's brothers in situations and it, ain't, it wasn't even no real antagonizing situation. He just giving her some pushback. 
is and, and Charlamagne says a great thing when you come with that energy the same energy that she came with when she was talking about his family shouldn't she expect the same energy that he could have the same energy she had when she was talking crazy shouldn't he be able exactly. to have the same energy and say something back to her so I don't understand why it would be threatening I'm doing exactly what you do but I'm telling you at the gate I'm scared to death of you he kept saying that right I'm not going to even look at you, matter of fact, because <laughs> I already know what you're doing. So you have to be. That's all I'm saying is you got to be very careful of the words. And again, I think she's a highly intelligent person, to be honest with you. So when she <coughs> says, are you threatening me? She knows exactly what she's doing. And I'm saying that she might not even consciously know what she's doing, but on some <laughs> level, they know. When she went on code. When there's when the conversation can get where this guy's getting the jump on me, I can take the out. Stop screaming. <laughs> You're getting angry. I, I'm not angry. I'm we're having a conversation. <laughs> Why I gotta be angry? But they know what that means and they can tap out on that and play that victim role. It's the same way a lot of people will accuse black people of always playing the race card. It's that same sort of thing. And I was, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm like that preacher. I'm almost done, cute. But I was at, I was at a top. Take a time, preacher. Take yeah, a time. I, I was at the, <laughs> I was at the top. I'm not going to even say their name because I respect the company so much, and it ain't really the company. But I was at the top internet, you know, shopping websites, building one day, and I'm having a conversation with a person in their HR department, right? And I, I represent, you know, I have people that work for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a third party uh, vendor for this company, but we all work in the same building and we both on a management HR level. And there's a little something going on and, and they saying this and I'm saying this. And now, you know, for me, I'm a pump my own horn a little bit. I usually don't try to get into a conversation or argument unless I already know the answers and I already know I'm going to be right. <laughs> I ain't going to even say nothing. I won't even engage. So I already knew I had already done my homework before I even opened my mouth. So I was just letting her go on and say her thing. And you know me, I'm not emotional. I, hey, I, I'm a whole different type of dude when I'm at, at, at the job. Trust me. You know, I'm not as, you know, I keep it very, hey, I can flip it. Trust me. So it's, this lady was getting, but this was, this was a person who has to always be right and can get kind of emotional and stuff. And so I already know, like, okay, I'm going to just totally flip it and just be killing with kindness style. But I'm going to come with straight facts. So she was trying to tell me, about it. well, no, it's, no, you're wrong. You have to do Well, actually, um, such and such, such says right here. So actually, you're wrong. You're getting hostile. Huh? I had to laugh. I'm like, how, how am I getting hostile? I just corrected you, and I know that you don't like that, but you can't tap out on that. You know, play that card. One, I'm laughing. Two, I know they got cameras all over the place, so they can roll that tape, <laughs> and you can see I ain't hostile. I'm, I'm the, uh, the cool brother. You know, hey, how you doing, guy? So I already know where I'm standing. And she realized, and it was a, she had double take. She was like, oh, oh, well, shit. 
<laughs> okay. And I was like, hey, you, you kind of hostile. Like, what is that all about? I'm just, you know, we in this together. <laughs> but I've seen that before. And so that's why when I saw that, I know what that is, man. I don't care what you want to you, 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 say. You, it's quack like a duck. It's a duck, man. Ain't nothing. Ain't no threatening on that. Now, I haven't already said what I needed to say. Q-Storm, floor is yours, sir. Uh, as I said before, I mean, I listened to your anecdote about your experience with this woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume you, you're telling us the way it went down. I have no reason not to believe you. Right. But the way you said what you said to this woman, I could see where you have a... you have a position to say i'm not being threatening but this guy said you're going to get what's coming to you a little different from what you just expounded upon in your story and i could see where some people would say that sounds like a threat if i went out if i went out to the wrong neighborhood in philly south side of philly and said some shit like that i i i, I would ha- i wouldn't be walking home tonight i guarantee you that well, that's but so, that's in context, and of course, I didn't, I didn't you wouldn't say that all. on the streets. Okay, He's ahead, in a professional ahead, environment, so there's a different context when certain things are said, and his tone was not in a confrontational manner either when he said that. Doesn't matter the tone with the word. What matters are the words. Well, it does, <laughs> and you're right. In one way, it does matter because so when she says you're disrespecting women and you're threatening me, her tone is you're threatening me. She didn't say you're threatening me. She asked, are you Are you threatening me? Again, right. her tone sort of says one thing, but the word is so powerful, right? It's the whole reason we're having this conversation. I said his words are powerful, too. It sounded like a threat to me. True, but it's not a threat. But that's your opinion. Right. <laughs> well, now, well I, actually, LeVar said it wasn't a threat I didn't either. say a word for five minutes, and now I say one word, and I got two of y'all cutting me off. What's the name? Yeah, of, well, what's the name of the show? What's the name of the show? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's okay. Thank you. So that's why go I'm right. gonna cut you off sometimes. It's not. Right a, it's not a personal thing. Go right ahead. I, I did. Am I? Do I have the mic now or? So far, go ahead. Okay. Uh, five minutes ago, <laughs> I'm not trying to throw no shade. You <laughs> just did. You, you, was you on, did, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You talk, we talked about why shouldn't he be able to sell these shoes for $495? Yes. Well, if it were me, and it's not, but if it were me and I were in his position, I would realize that the audience that's probably going to be clamoring to buy my shoes are young, adult, black males. And I would price it. I, I, would, I would be on my Stefan Marbury. I would price these shoes maybe at $120. And I'm still going to make enough cake that I don't I can sit back. I don't need to charge $495 when I know that my market are they're going to spend all their money, they're going to do whatever they can to get a pair of these shoes at an outrageous price that they can't afford. So I would I would price it at Let me stop you want, right there. I, well, I would want all of I would want all my young sure. adult Black brothers and sisters, right, to be right. able to buy these shoes. Can I? So now, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut in right here. So here's why I say that's low level thinking on black people because 
I take offense that you say we can't afford that. Maybe you can't afford that and some of the black people that you know. But black people can afford a lot of shit. Some of us are on a different never financial. Said they could. Well, you I just said, said they you say they couldn't afford it. I'm just going I by said what I you would said. look at my market. My market right. is and I'm saying your market his sales. market is obviously different than that cuz your man said he sold what 500 600 pairs yep. of shoes. So obviously his market does can't afford to buy those again it's the same point i said about when it was some prince tickets or some michael jackson shit the people who value what you do can Very afford di- to get what they want shoes. say it again wow say very it again from tennis shoes no, it's not. Prince tickets and Michael Jackson tickets are very different from tennis shoes. How, 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 is, how are they? They're products, ain't they? They're very different from aren't tennis shoes. Aren't they both shoes. products? Go, go right ahead. No, I'm asking you, how are they different? They're products, aren't they? How are they different? Well, you have a you have uh, a superstar and a huge stage show. And right. even then, I don't think Prince should be charging $250, $300 for a ticket. Well, I think he should it. charge more. Okay. All right. <laughs> I see the value in it. It ain't for everybody. Okay. <laughs> so right. Stefan Marbury is a jackass for selling. No, I didn't say I respect what he That's his business. He can make a choice. I can respect the man and say, you want to spend $2 for the shoe? Props to you, bro. Do your business. Why well, does why why my, why my uh, thought process of what the next man is supposed to do with his thing matter in the first place? You're supposed to respect what that man want to do. So I he respect his reasons by why he wants to sell it. Why do I have to I'm not going to respect it. Say it again. He can do, he can do whatever he wants to do. I don't. Why am I obligated to respect? Why are you obligated not to? I'm not. Uh, that's my point. Well, that's what I'm saying. So why would why do you have to compare the two? He wants to do his I'm for his reasons. From, that's great. My I, man I wants want, to do his I for his people, reasons. That's also great. I want people who want to buy the shoe to be able to buy the shoe. I don't know who the 600 shoes he sold to. Far as I don't know, there could have been all white men living on Rodeo and, and Ain't Drive. nothing wrong with that. Know. That would go but beyond, and that would good. go beyond your scope well, of thinking. All blacks again. I want, I want do you want all people? Tennis. We all want a lot of blacks want to buy Mercedes Benz, so they lower their price so that the, all the non-affordable blacks that you mentioned be able to buy it. No, but uh, black people. But what? What should me think? I have to have a Mercedes Benz. What? Well, you don't have. Then you don't oh. have to have those tennis shoes either, right? Everything ain't for you. That's what, but that's the difference. There's a difference between a car, which is a necessity, and a tennis shoe. Shoe which ain't is necessity not. either. So I would say a car is not a necessity. No, it's not. A car is not car a necessity. necessity no, it's no, not. it's not. No. What? Okay. It's not. You can take the bus. You can take Uber. You can take public transportation. You can ride a bike. You can ride yeah, a bike. That's low level thinking. Are you serious? That's low level thinking. No, it's not because Black it's not a necessity. Aren't you the one with the it's carbon it's footprint? <laughs> wouldn't taking public transportation <laughs> there you go. actually be better than buying a car? Huh? Then buy a car that you'll buy a hybrid. You drive a hybrid, right? Y'all don't always call me on my Prius. You drive a hybrid, right? can't have it both ways. You drive a hybrid, right? I can't hear both of y'all. You drive now. a hybrid. Is that not correct? Correct. Why? Because I believe in the environment. Is your car a necessity to you? It is. If you didn't have one, would you be out? You, you just couldn't make it? If I, I didn't have one, I wouldn't be able to carry my camera gear to my job. I can't carry that shit on a bus or a train. You don't have Uber? I don't want to be carrying my camera gear in an Uber oh, okay. car. Okay. 
Well, again, I, I have a car, and my car is you, not a necessity you, to me. My, my car my is not. A, well, the way you're telling everybody else their business, we should be able to tell you I'm yours, saying, right? I'm saying the same energy you put out to to, to this man would be the same energy we put to you. Is that not correct? I ask you a question, I, sir. I think he can make the shoe in charge. Sir, I want to get clear on what you asked, though. What I'm saying is, if I, I want Q Storm, I want everyone can you hear the words coming out of my, my mouth? Shoe. You can't really overtalk me. Q, you asked what? a question. I wanted to ask you, we answered that question. You said, can we tell you your business? I'm asking you, shouldn't we not be able to tell you your business as you are telling his, his business? I'm saying I, I'm not telling him. I said if it were me, that means I wouldn't do it. He can do whatever he wants to, but I don't have to respect him for it. And so what I'm saying is I, my would want the, I would want kids in inner city Philly, inner city Camden, and in inner city Detroit. I would want all of them to be able to buy my shoe, and I could charge sure. $120, and I'm still going to have cake. Do the kids, do the, do the inner city kids want Mercedes Benz and the big baller cars as well? But I'm, we've already cut, litigated that, and I'm saying cars and shoes are not the same thing. Well, I'm saying $100 Jordans are not a necessity, right? You could just go get some shoes down at your local Kmart or Macy's or something and spend the other 50, or, on the show, $50 or $60. You don't have to have the big baller shoes. That's not a you're necessity. Making a, you're make, now you're making a good point. So if you can't, if you can't afford the funding on the $5 shoes, Buy a pair of shoes that you can't afford, but we see that doesn't right. always. So why is the problem with he wants to charge big money for his shoes? I just said, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought we all recovered that, but let's yeah. just my my point being is you charge with the market will pay. Plain and simple. It, clearly, he had 500 people that were willing to pay $495 for the shoes. So I tip my hat to him a round of applause. Plain and simple, he has he's running a business. He's not running, uh, I want all the inner city kids to have shoes. Because guess what? Most of the inner city kids already have shoes, already going to Jordans, or going for LeBron's, or going for Kobe's, or going for AI's, or all, any other Negro, uh, basketball Negro shoes. So if he wants to go out there and says, I want to position myself and my brand in a, in a way that will get the attention to get the deal that I want for me and my company to for me and my kids to have generational wealth I'm trying to get billions billion billion billions then go ahead and charge $495 now clearly if he didn't sell out of the shoes that he wanted at $495 you can laugh your ass at that dude but he got what he wanted and he's put himself in a far better position now than he was before where he's shown that yes I have a market I have people willing to spend cake on my product so Adidas Nike Under Armour bring your ass back here or better yet shut the fuck up and I keep pushing it over here with my son who's about to be the number one draft pick Q how much you charge for your video production uh, I charge well I will answer that question let me first tell you that the market on the east coast mm-hmm the market price for a guy to come out with a digital camera, yes. most likely 4K now. Gotcha. Basic lighting kit and a basic audio kit. Let's just say ENG package. I don't know what that means. So just give me the price. Yeah, how about that? It could run typically anywhere from... Hey, don't knock the man hustle. You try to advertise. Well, I know, but not, I don't know what that means. Just answer the question. I'm asking Mike. Why are you going, how you just going to Can you give me a number, please? I'll give it to you in the way I want to give it to you. So the price is the price for that package runs between nine hundred and twelve hundred dollars. OK, thank I you. I said thank I you. want to be. Wait a minute. I said I want to be 
able to uh, get more market share. So I'm going to come in at $800. Okay, thank you. You answered the question. Now, what if I can only afford $300? Are you going to lower your price so that I can get your... I'm a black brother in the inner city, whatever. Are you going to lower coming down? Because I think you're paying too much. As a black person doing it, you should be charging less. That's my opinion, right? I will say that for black uh, businesses... Mm -hmm. I have done that. Yes, I have. How does that work? Because for you? I say to myself, and I, I might, I'm going to answer you seriously, Mike. Well, I'm, I'm asking answer you another question. question. I'm asking you, I, I cut you off and I'm asking you another question. But I might How be does able, that you work for answer, you? Let me answer. I might, you might get your answer if you let me answer completely. How does that work for you? And the way it works for me is I say, okay, look, if I'm, if I'm not booked with a, a big corporate client that's going to pay $800 to $1,000 for me, and this brother down the street who's trying to start a business, all I got to do is drive to downtown Philadelphia. There's not much expense on my part. Okay, $300. Let's do it. What you got? How has that I mean, worked for you? Uh, matter, matter of fact, your, uh, Mr. Aunt Pooh gave me the number to a brother who's trying to get something started. And I'm doing exactly that for him. We're meeting tomorrow. Right. So how has that worked for you when you lower your prices to... To help your fellow brothers over over, not just that last one you just talked about. I'm talking. If you've done this before, what has been your experience? Would you rather just continue doing this? Is that working for you? I'm just asking you an honest question. If I can balance off being more charitable with the work that I do in the corporate arena, I have no problem. Well, I'm asking you. You wouldn't have any problem. I mean, have you had prior more experience to, to give us a synopsis to say, here's been my experience in doing this? I don't understand the question. <laughs> What's the okay. explain? What is the question you're asking? me? Have you had prior experience by doing this type of service for a multitude of clients? What has been your experience the experience, okay, the experience has been I've done it, they've paid me, and I deposited the check in the bank. That's been my experience. So, so, so working with these black businesses and lowering your prices, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm repeating what you said. I just want to make sure it's clear. Lowering <coughs> the prices than your normal rates for yeah. these so-called black businesses, that has been a great thing for you. Or a good Why is it so-called? Why are you saying so-called black businesses? <laughs> They're the real black businesses. Right. So answer the question. Have, has it been good for my... Has it my, been a good experience? I'm just, I'm just reiterating. I'm asking you to reiterate what you just already told me. That's all. Yes. As long as they pay me, it's a good experience. That's Why would you say as long as they paid you? Because some people haven't paid me, but that has nothing to do with the amount I charge. I've been stiffed by corporate clients. Okay. So it doesn't... I don't know what you're getting at. It's I'm not getting any. I was just asking you what you meant by what you said. I'm not getting at anything. I said I have reduced my rate for people who I knew right. were probably coming out their own pocket and couldn't afford my corporate rate. A lot of companies do that. I've done charity work for some people who can't afford anything. That sounds perfect. 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 All right. That's a choice. And I respect that. That's, that's what you do. But, you know, going back to my original point, I wouldn't uh, be mad if you didn't do that. Right. If you said, hey, I'm charging whatever that price you gave at the beginning and that's it. And that's what it is. If I, so if people who couldn't afford your rates and if you said, no, nah, I'm not going to, you know, 
change my shit up for people who ain't on my level. Hey, I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't have to do that either. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't. I couldn't say what you could do if you said I'm paying charging this much and that's what it is. That's business. Same way when you walk into any other business, they don't be like, oh yeah, let me get the hookup, man. Let me change the price because brothers don't. Hey, fuck that. I guess I, I guess, and I'm asking all three of you all, Sean as well. I mean, Sean's been kind of quiet, but I, I want to hear his opinion too. I'm confused. I mean, we all have that. I think we all have that joke about the brother, oh, bro man, bro man. Can you help me out, bro man? Do this, do this for the, do this for the call. That's that joke that exists there, and I get it. Right. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to be a fool, but I'm trying to understand your position <laughs> when I say, why not? price it so that all of our community can can enjoy the product and you can still make money off the product so i'm trying i'm saying let everyone experience it and still not saying you don't take a loss but you should make money but why you why am i getting pushed back when i say well sure well one because you bring up some good points and don't make a loss you're asking something where you don't have the knowledge of what it costs to make right you don't know if you know. Well, think know, of it in scale. So Nike could probably charge whatever the fuck they want to charge. Obviously, they're paying pennies of the dollar to make that because they they can make them in mass. You know, they have warehouses and factories all over the country and the world to do that. Whereas this guy, again, I don't know the answer, but I'm just kind of throwing it in there to say we don't know how much it would cost for him to make a pair of shoes. So we don't know what margin of error. You know, we don't know what profit margin he's working with. Right to make it worth his while. So again, for but you to make an assumption that well, this is what he should be charging when you're ignorant to know what he's actually dealing with. Right? Is that a fair question to ask? I don't. Okay, maybe it's a fair question to ask if you want to limit your scope. I'm not limiting right? my scope. I, that's not a limiting scope. We, we're we we're not limiting our scope to when we say he shouldn't charge this much. So I'm just directly addressing what you're saying. I'm saying we really don't know what we're dealing with when we're making these. Uh, assumptions of how much he should charge. What is that? But you, if I actually what that was based off, you are you going to give me an answer? Well, this is what the going because you are very knowledgeable to say this is what the going rate of video production is in this part of the country, right? And we take your yes. word for that. So applying that same energy once again, applying that same energy that you put forth <laughs> when you were able to break that down. If I ask you to take that same energy and have the knowledge into this industry, you probably don't have that knowledge. I know I don't. I I am confident. I am pretty confident, and I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm ninety percent confident that I can say that he's most likely getting his shoes manufactured the same way Nike and uh, whatever Reebok and Asics. But but he can't make the same. I'm assuming he can't do the production numbers that Nike can do, right? Would that be a fair question to say he he can't make? I don't know. He can't make a he can't make a million pairs of shoes like Nike can do. He probably can't do that. I would assume he doesn't have the the money to make a million Jordans. Uh, uh, he doesn't have a, the money to make a million big baller shoes in all those different sizes. That'd be a fair. Sure. I, I would imagine that'd be a fair assessment to say you ain't got to take the L. Just take the common sense of that question, right? So what Nike can do on a scale level, he's not in their ballpark, right? He doesn't. He he can't order. He can't go to the places over in China and say I need a million in each size. From four to fifteen. <laughs> right. So you're saying that because you're saying that because he can't get a million, that his profit his profit margins are higher, or his expenses are higher. 
again, I'm only asking you to, I'm only asking the common sense question. I don't have no, the I'm full answer, question. but I'm, I'm saying in terms of business, I would assume that it costs him more to make a pair of shoes than it would Nike. Why would it cost him more? Okay. So because Nike can bankroll and say, we want to make a million. Like, uh, and I, let me put it this way. Uh, if you, I, I'm trying to put it in something that may make it a little easier to understand. So let's say CDs. What you're trying to say. Let's, let's say CDs. Just say volume. Right? It's volume. Well, if you know that, okay. I don't know why you would ask me that. <laughs> because I don't want to. Oh, okay, so right. So somehow you threw that the right answer in. So that's your. That's the question to which you asked. Right. So volume would say that. Right. I understand. But now that you know, we don't have to deal with that. So now that you understand that, that's the answer to your question. Does that make sense to you? Because you came with the answer, so it must make sense to you. I can understand that he, he it might cost him more because he's pro, uh, he's producing less product and they're going to charge him more for it. And he doesn't have a market just yet. So right, he doesn't, he doesn't have the market. Share. He doesn't have a market, but you just spent you just spent ten minutes arguing. Well, he sold five hundred, six hundred shoes, so he has a market. Well, right, okay, right. He didn't have a market before. But let's go back to your volume comment. Uh, that's his, different. his market that's sh- his that's market different. share. Are of you 500. serious? Slow what? down, slow down. As you just said, his value. Is different, so I would imagine his market is di- him selling 500 shoes ain't shit to Nike, who probably sells 510 minutes no one across the country. Well, that's what I'm s- so when you say he doesn't have a market share, he does have a market share, but it is nowhere. It is nowhere in comparison to the market share of a Nike. You said that I didn't say that. Okay, well I'm then I'm saying that his wow. market share <laughs> is nowhere close to what Nike can do. I agree. I didn't so you say can't really was- compare the two. What? I said you can't compare okay, the two. All right, all right. Okay. Is that you? You, okay. you tapping out? Is that what that means? I don't want no, to I'm assume. Not. It's, <laughs> I, it's, it's just hard to to have a conversation when you're saying one thing and then you turn around and say another thing and then. But all right, I get what you're saying. Volume, he can It costs him more to make the shoe. I I appreciate that. Right. Does it mean he charges four hundred ninety five dollars for a shoe? Seems a little outrageous to me. Well, seems again, a little- I, when I ask you, how does it seem outrageous if you don't have the knowledge of that? That's that's what we are actually kind of arguing about. Well, I'm not I, I be, because I have instincts and I have 50 years of instincts, guts, knowledge, and wisdom. Doesn't mean I'm right, but I have an instinct. Legitimate. Then if it doesn't mean you're right, how does that matter? Then? <laughs> I mean, we all got instinct and gut. Mike, I but never that said mean, that the guy. I, I, I got a gut to get up, and it doesn't. That doesn't mean anything. I never said the guy couldn't charge what he wants for the shoe. It's not an issue of me being right. It's an issue of me saying I would do it differently. I would want more people to participate in enjoying my product. I understand that. That's not a right or wrong thing. Well, the issue is I'm trying to ask you, how do you come to your conclusions? If it's just on a gut level, then that's what it is. I'm just saying then we would be ignorant to the real level. So that's what I'm asking the question. Yeah, we can have our gut reactions, and that's that's great. But again, our gut reactions ain't reality reactions, ain't facts. I'm just saying facts. So that, that's what I was asking you earlier. How do you come to what you can know what he's doing? And you said you don't know. I it's never, your gut. And 50 years of I never said I knew what he was doing. You put Well, no, I'm saying you don't know what he's doing. I didn't say you did. I, I, I said that, you I, don't I know what he's doing. <laughs> I know, and I, I told you, I said, you don't know what he's doing. I, thank you. I'm trying to get that out there. I'm saying what you're saying is just based on what you said. It's on gut. It ain't on no facts. 
So it, it just sounds. I never said I had the facts. I, I know you didn't. I said you don't have the facts. I never said you. I never said you. Slow down, sir. I never said you had the facts. I said you don't have them. I didn't say you said it. I'm just telling you what you didn't have. I'm just saying we're making these assumptions and we don't know what we're talking about. Right. But we do know what Christine Leahy said about that. Well, we do that. know that. Well, he thinks he, he, she, he thinks it was a threat. I can see how he says that. I don't agree with it. No, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about that, that, they're scared, that the, his kids are scared of their daddy. Oh, well, yeah. Huh? That, 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 that's just uh, a song. Well, I, hey, I'm not going to be hypocritical. We disagree about the Joe Jackson thing with the kids. And I, I see one thing. You see it. You say, no, all right, now he raised them kids right. I'm saying it could be the same thing with LeVar Ball. She may have saw something while she was talking to these kids that I didn't see. So I'm not going to say she was out of pocket for making her opinion known. Uh, uh, right. But you, but you said you gave her all the props. I was just asking you. For, how that you com- for that conversation that I saw on the clips that I saw. Yes. I just want to make sure that everyone hears that clearly. <laughs> yes. I'll say it again if you have to. If I have to. Please. Hey, dig it. He's hey, a with the why we can't unify. <laughs> uh, we didn't really get a chance to get into uh, what God, what time is it? We, we went we went in on this Charlemagne. Yeah, we didn't really get into. Uh, all I wanted is Jason Whitlock. Ugh. But I would implore you. Uh, we mentioned Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club. Uh, listen to his donkey of the day for Mister Jason Whitlock. And, to me, that is one of the most epic. Donkey of the days he's ever done, very thorough, uh, and that was a mate, that was an epic takedown. Uh, I'm curious to see how Whitlock. Ad- Actually, I did see. I think he did sort of kind of address it. But I'm curious. Talk about he, see- he in the lab and in the archives. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, he on his Nicki Minaj. He gotta, good he gotta luck, man. I say good luck to you. I, I would love to see came, what you come up with. He came with the receipts. When he had the vi- the audio of him saying that because of LeBron James's athletic privilege, he's no different than Donald Trump. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know. I will say this about uh, Christine Leahy. I'm reading this article on For the Win on USA Today. The headline says co-host Christine Leahy wants Fox Sports to stop putting LeVar Ball on TV. Now, that is out of pocket. He okay. has every right to be on TV. All right. I don't think he actually has it right, but mm-hmm. no, I mean, you can't. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, we can't agree on Char- that. Charlamagne said to something really great about her, and he said, uh, <clears throat> "The position they have you on that show is the position they think about you," and I think <clears throat> that's a telling, telling thing. Because as I said before, they have her way off in the back behind the guests. And the, the main host is sitting there talking to, oh, boy, to the pool that was a guest. So if they really was respecting women and respected her position on that sports program, she'd be right up there with everybody else and not off camera on the back. You know, she boiling about that line. Like, I know. There's no comeback from that one. Yeah. Pure fact. Uh, you know, well, it's not. OK. No, <laughs> no go ahead. Speak. It's not like sports programs are that deferential to women to begin with. Oh, you don't respect women? <laughs> now, she would go at you, if you after what you just said, but that's funny. No, I think she would agree with what I said. 
damn, we do see things a lot differently. Oh, we do after today's show. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you still going to have me on? Oh, of course. Oh, well, okay. Then I, guess I, it I ain't got nothing to do with me having you on. I just, we see okay. All right. Was that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Okay. I think that, God, that might have been. Uh, Oh, real quick, man, because this is just funny to me. I know Q saw this, too. Uh, there's a guy out of Texas, Brandon Vesmar. Oh, God. Yeah, this guy's 37 years old. He went out on a date with a young lady. Oh. Took her to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he met her on an online website or something. Tinder. Tinder, okay. And... uh Took her to the movies, and I guess during the movie she started, uh, you know, texting on her phone. So this guy was so butthurt about this, he filed a, a, a small claims court lawsuit or whatever. Are you skipping a lot of parts? Am, am I? I? I may be. I'm just kind of going off my memory, but I know it's that not that cut and dry. He 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 tried. Well, but maybe you can break it down. But let me let me say this, and I'll let you jump in. He sued this woman. For $17.31, I guess the price of the ticket, because uh, she was texting during the movie. Now, what, what, what else is going on here, Q, that I don't understand? I, I'm not defending. The, this guy's a punk as far as I'm concerned, so I'm not defending him at all. But, but. He, asked her to, he asked her to stop texting during the movie. She refused. Okay. And he said something, and she got, oh, no, he said, maybe you should take it outside, something to that effect. She not only took it outside, but she left the theater. Come to find out, she drove him to the theater. I don't know what kind of chump this is, but mm-hmm. she drove him to the theater on their first date. Okay. Uh, then he decided to sue her for the $17.31. What part did I miss again? I'm sorry. Well, you, you, say, you, you implied that he got... He got offended that she was texting so that he wouldn't sue her. There was more that took place, though. Oh, that she left him? Is that what it was? That he first he first gave her an option to please stop texting. He Oh, he gave her an option. He asked her <laughs> He asked her to stop texting. I mean, she she re- she refused and for me as a as a man, I'm going to be like, "Okay. Fine. All right." Well, let, me, let me ask this question. I guess summer night. Go ahead and text. Let me ask this question. Why, why would it bother? I mean, if, if the woman wanted to text, what does it matter to you? Well, I, I personally don't like when people text in the theater. Okay. I mean, have I done it? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I've done it. I did it uh, yesterday. I told you, hey, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone Here when I'm watching the movie. But I'm just saying it is it is annoying. But is sure. it gonna? Am I not going to as a 37 year old man? Am I am I gonna be like, oh, go outside and text? No. Okay. That's ridiculous. Well, you know, I want to bring. Mean, people, this, that was a case where someone got shot. Uh, oh right, during, uh, right, right, right. For being told to stop texting. Wow. There are more offensive things to do in a the theater than text, even though it's annoying. There are more. <laughs> there are more offensive things to do. Like when people bring their fucking kids to a movie. Ah, oh. wow! Are you threatening? Them? I said, it. huh? 
What? Are you threatening kids? I'm threatening to get your ass kicked out of the theater. Are you threatening to kick kid? my ass? If, if the babies start crying, I'm going to go say, hey, man, give me my money back. Give me a voucher or something. You're disrespectful to families. God damn it. Yes, I am. See see how it flips, how quickly it, it goes. But listen, I, I want to bring this story up because this is an example of, <clears throat> I don't want to use harsh language, but this guy is, he said that her texting, this is why, he said her texting was a threat to civilized society. No. Well, wait, where did he say that at? <laughs> yeah, it's in the, now, now you're telling me everything I missed. That was the whole key point of the story, him saying that. To me, his actions here are a threat to civilized society. When a grown man takes a woman out and it don't go your way and you sue them, that's a threat to civilized. That's a threat to manhood. First of all, it's $17. Really? We know what this is really about. You didn't smash. You didn't close the deal. I, I don't, I don't, you have no game about yourself. You're mad because she left you. How are you a man and you don't have your own vehicle? My man, you said it was a necessity. On one hand, I'll give you a credit. When you're on a date, you're supposed to, you're supposed to pick her up, homie. I if you got that. enough to pay her away, then you got enough to drive her away. Or at least go Uber it or cab it. But you mad because you have no mouthpiece skills, right? So you can you stop texting during the movie? Huh? <laughs> Why gotta be like that? Damn. Because that's how he sounds. He, he has to be like that. There's no no real man is gonna be doing a lawsuit against no woman on no seventeen dollars. So he gotta sound Damn like it. that. So Mike, you wouldn't you think do you think the guy was wrong just to ask her to stop texting? Personally, first date, yeah. You don't know this chick. Me personally, I I have a problem. Why would you go now I don't know if they went prior to this to drinks or, or excuse me, to talk or something, but why go to the movies? You can't have no conversation in the theater. Why would you want to sit in a in a dark place where you can't talk? And you don't know this person yet. Why even waste them two hours? I, to me, I feel like you're supposed to chop game up and see where it heads at first. See if this. Why would I want to be sitting with you? I don't even know you yet, fam. You would if you. To me, if you had got in their head a little bit first, you would know she'd be the person that'd be all on the phone. And you wouldn't even go to the movies. And you wouldn't be in this situation. I think every one of my first dates was a movie and dinner. <laughs> some of them worked out pretty good that too. Says something about you. I, well, I'm, I'm married. With I'm the kids. Oh, oh, so are you saying you met your wife the first day you guys went to? Well, it worked first, out. Our you. first date, I took her to dinner, a nice dinner, and we went to went to a movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. You had some conversation first. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they had conversation first or whatnot. So I, again, I'm I'm ignorant to that. But my thing is to say, regardless, would I ask her to stop texting? I wouldn't. I would be. I might be like if she was so excessive. I'm like, nah, I ain't fucking with her no more. I'm cool, but I ain't gonna be. I'm not gonna come out of my. Can you stop texting, please? Oh, but you know what? Let me just add this to. Uh, I did read that she said she claimed that she was texting a friend who was in trouble, that the friend needed help or something. 
So if I had, that wouldn't even matter to me that, personally, but that's cool. If I knew that in the theater, I would say, "Oh, well, can I help? Or what, what? What do we need to leave? Or did your friend need help? Sure. Right? Yeah. You have to. I mean, I don't know why you have to know all that, but yeah, sure. That's her business. I just know that that, that, that's that's her phone. That's her business. I ain't got nothing. You want to be supportive. That's all. Well, I'm sure I'm saying if you didn't know that, though, I ain't really got any none of your business. Listen, man. Well, I'm running. Sean, man, is that, would that be a breaker? Would you ask the female to stop texting? I know you go to movies a lot. No, no, I wouldn't. I would just, you know. Sit there and go, you know, after the movie, after the movie, hey, you know, peace. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Charge it to the game. Now, you know, you know me, the, the master of ratchet, I, I'd have to get into my ratchivity. Uh-oh. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to say I would have whipped out my phone and texted her, am I still smashing or nah? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Text that back, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Well, hey, you know. And then there's a video of this whole thing. I think it was Inside Edition. They had one of their reporters mediate. And there's a whole scene of the girl giving him back his $17 and 30-something cents. He looked like a straight sucker. Oh, you saw the, what the guy? You saw the guy? Yeah, there's a whole video. They, they get her. They get the girl and the dude together. And they go to the theater with the reporter. And the reporter's like, would you? And she gives him the money back. He's like, oh, I'll take this back and and an apology. Thank you. Let me count the money though to make sure it's all you there. You did not. No, you're lying now. I am not lying to you. I am not lying. Wow. I was like, this ma bitch made. I wish she was like, you know what? Here's an extra twenty. Go buy some balls. <laughs> Fuck. I wish I got through it. I got to see that video. I got to see that video. Yeah, it's it's on video. I think I thought I posted it in the in the chat thing there, but. Yeah, they got it on video. So it's 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 over. Like he got it. He took the lawsuit down because she gave me a little seventeen dollars in cash. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is what. The, and it's not. And he's old. He's thirty seven years old. That's a that's a that's a loss. That's an L to the highest level. <laughs> oh, man. Craziness, craziness. All right, man. Uh, here, uh, what she was texting, what she was texting was probably more interesting than Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe, maybe. Probably was texting another cat, another dude. <laughs> let me shake this. Uh, let me shake this square, so I'll be over in a minute. Like, do you want, <laughs> do you want what a butter, what a burger, or Chick Fil A when I come over, Hilarious. Daddy? Hilarious. Get that. Uh, net, I'm, Netflix I'm looking at the picture of the girl. I don't think she was texting any other guy. <laughs> I'm surprised you let this dude go. Man, I'm just saying you'd be surprised. Then that's even more of an L for him. Well, there you go. Uh, Texas, hold the L, Texas. Gotta do better. Not a good look. Doesn't have to show me He tells her. He tells her how disappointed he was and quotes her the price of the date. About $106. What's he, what, where'd the $106 come from? That's why I'm sorry. Is that, okay. is that what we're doing I, I, now? I'm taking an L because I'm looking at the wrong story. <laughs> wow. This is another story about a man asking for a refund after getting rejected from a second date. Wow. He wanted money back for the first date. <laughs> wow. Damn. <clears throat> Whew. All right. I'm here for a simp. 
All right. Uh, anything else? I think we got everything covered. <laughs> Shout out to Cornell. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This has been a good Michael Dean show. We got into it. I know some of y'all are going to be heated, possibly, or with some of the things you heard. I'm curious, what do you think? You know, what what did you think either way? I'm curious, did you did you agree with Q? Was it a threat? I, I want to hear what you what people gotta say about that. Um so with that said, we're gonna wrap up out of here. Q Storm, where can they find you online? <clears throat> you can find me at the Red Shirts. We just put up a show yesterday. Uh we review the new Star Trek Discovery trailer. You can find that on podcastshoes.net and in iTunes. You can find me on YouTube at real r e e l q storm dot com. I'm going to put up a review this weekend for Alien Covenant, and you can find me on Facebook. Just Google, uh, Google. just face uh, search Michael Jones or search Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast. All right, Q Storm over there, Negro bit, Negro bed bucking. Uh, what? Wait, wait, what is that? It's fucking with you. I, teach me this new word. What is this? <laughs> you know, there's ne- Negro bed winch. Yeah. The new one's Negro <laughs> bed <bunk. laughs> I'm just playing with I'm you. I'm going to let that one slide because we can get it. <laughs> just a joke. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> uh, she was being threatened. Boy, boy, you hear something. You, sometimes you're amazed. What did Hansel say? Sometimes I amaze even myself. Sometimes Q, you even amaze me off, catch me off guard. Well, you you can hear you hear what you want to hear. Uh, for I'm sure. saying, I'm saying. I, I get it. We're not gonna go. Some first, you sound like threats. Right, I hear you. We, we went over it. I got it. You know, double, wow. you triple down and wow. on it. But I respect that. <laughs> All right, uh, Sean Hill. Sean is Sean. Get real quiet. I just, I just listen. <laughs> you know, I just. Well, you want to? You, you are one of the hosts, sir. You know. You can't be on a radio show when you're listening. Laid back in the cut sometimes is, is learning more about people than, than actually engaging sometimes. So just but to, but sit back. Sure, you're, you're, you're on the, the engagement side. This. <laughs> <laughs> That's what being on the mic like means. I, I, could not, I could not add anything more than Q-Storm had added to that discussion. So, I, you, know. so you agree with Q-Storm? Is that what you're saying? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with him at all. I just, <laughs> He's like, I don't agree with him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Sean, you, know, you want to? Um, you got a license for that bus you driving that you ran over? Greyhound three fifty seven. That's all I got to say. Hilarious. See, he he doesn't believe a car is a necessity either. Well, oh man, I believe Sean. Sean, she was blonde. Sean, come on now. Oh, here we go. What is? What did you mean by that? <laughs> she was. She was attractive. I ain't gonna lie. She was attractive. Oh, okay, Tommy Lauren Where is attractive. Yeah. I, I'm just messing with you, Sean. Wow. Where can I be found? Well, I can be found. Glad you asked me, Mike. Uh, yeah, wrap be, it up. <laughs> I can be found uh, on Twitter at Hill Street Views. I uh, can be found on uh, Facebook, Sean Hill and Real Movie Talk, and the blog, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. We're currently have a review up of uh, Alien Covenant, wow. and we'll have a review uh, next week of uh, Baywatch. So look out for that. All right, on, right, on, right. On. 
Man, I'm gonna see that, man. I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get Tyreek on this as a guest on there one day. Well, it's gonna be that's gonna be an epic show, boy. Bring him on. Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> it's gonna be epic. <laughs> All right, Ampoo, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ampoo. And uh, next month, uh, from the 10th through the 15th, I'll be at EA Play and uh, E3. My first time back at E3 in two years, oh. so. I uh, hope it's worth the trip. That's right. E3's coming up quick. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I have no idea what's popping. Yeah, all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, check us out. Podcastjuice.net. I f- so appreciate you taking the time to listen uh, and, and, and have some fun with us. Without further ado, you already know what I'm going to say. Work it like a job. We will see you next time. We'll holler. <laughs>